0: This episode of the A Team is brought to you by face2face
1: FaceToFaceGames.com, Canada's number one source for Magic: The Gathering card singles.
2: At that point in time, when we were like down, it's like down to the wire, depletion draft. After I won my matches against people, I was like, as soon as I put lethal damage on the stack, I was out of my chair. <laughs> like, Mariah, Mar- Mar- what do you need? That's six Yorn, what do you need? Welcome to
3: the A-Team Podcast, brought to your ears by manadeprived.com, home of Canadian magic. In 2010, a crack magic playing unit was sent to prison by the DCI court for mise they didn't commit.
0: These men promptly escaped from a federal palm in the ass prison to the Canadian underground. Today, still wanted by Wizards of the Coast, they survive as podcasters of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them... Maybe you can listen to the A team. KYT. It's just like, why?
1: Not everything I do is like horrible. <laughs> like, yeah. You can't have it both ways,
3: old man. Jay <laughs> <laughs> Boosh. Damn it! Why am I always so ahead of the curve and then somebody <laughs> like Owen makes a deck popular and now I sound like every deck brewer on the planet? Scotty. It's actually a secret <laughs> ploy for her to
0: get you two to spend more time together. <laughs> if mom next levels you, that's awesome. Yeah, like, serious.
3: <laughs> And Jeremy.
1: Do you know how hard it is to buy Korean singles? No. And when you put Korean singles into Google's, do you know what you get? You don't get magic cards.
0: <laughs> and now, the A-Team. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the A-Team Podcast, episode 196. Mr. Scotty Mack here. Back from my trip to Seattle, I am joined, of course, by Jeremy Scumbag
1: Schoolfield. How you doing, yeah. Jer? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. You have to like put some sort of like community cup champion well, in that name or something. Uh, like that. See, you know, I, it's funny
0: because uh, I, 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 yeah, I alone cannot possess that mantle. I can't. Sh- I can't. I can't shoulder that by myself. So I had to make sure that I brought somebody with me that was going to be able to help shoulder that. So I have with us this evening, you guys may know him as a recently promoted SCG Premium Writer. He Mm. is a well-known player. I have known about this man since the first GP that I ever actually attended. uh, When his deck uh, decisively not him, but his deck, decisively put me out of uh, Day 2 contention. That said, GP. Uh, That was GP DC 2010, for those of you that are counting at home. Uh, This man has dominated on the SCG Invitational Circuit, accomplishing a feat that no one human being has yet to accomplish prior to him. He is the proud owner of at least two likenesses on SCG
4: tokens he is my mtgocc teammate my wingman of the
0: evenings my beer wingman we have none other than the infectious red master himself tom the boss ross on the show this evening tom welcome to the
2: a team man that's a hell of an introduction scotty (laughs) mac i appreciate it glad to be on here
0: it's so amazing to actually have you here. It's uh like I mean we just spend a pile of time together, but you know, it's it's weird because it feels like it's its own little island, you know, like you're out there on Survivor and when you come back to real life, it's like, oh, now I'm back in real life. But it's so awesome to actually have you on the show and it's like
4: it actually happened, you know? That's pretty sweet. Yeah, no that's doubt. sick. Yeah. Uh, let's get this started. It was a it was a, a great
2: experience in Seattle for myself, and uh, I was glad to have seven awesome teammates with me, you included. You and uh, me, you and, uh, and Paul Chion really uh
4: helped uh triple co-captain the team. And I'm uh, glad that we could pull it out. Yeah, it was uh, the last day
0: really kind of showed it. You know, like we were all kind of getting ready, and we're like, well, how are we gonna do and You know, I remember we were all just kind of the first day we sat and and had beers and we were all just kind of hanging out and, you know, it was very much, well, let's just see how this goes and, and we'll just, you know, have some fun. And, and as soon as we started to sit down and things got serious, like we did the first draft and then we got out of the first draft and it was just, it was sort of in that moment, you know, like the first draft is over, we're up by a good amount and the records are posted and we're like, all right, we got this. We can do this, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it was sort of like in that moment that was like the rust gets shaken off, you know, it's like you win your first match after buys sort of thing. And, uh, and I don't know, man, like it was from that moment on, it was just like, all right, game time.
1: <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Scotty, I have to say, I was very impressed. I, I didn't get a chance to watch cause I had like all the crazy stuff going on uh, here, but, uh, uh, you know, looking at the individual standings, I know it was a team event, but the fact that you were being one of the carries was was really impressive. So, good for you.
0: Thanks, man. Yeah, I mean, I, Paul, Tom, and I all went X three.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like you guys, like the only thing that separated you guys was Iron Root Chef judgment scores. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm very happy to say what well, we've got the two of the three worst Iron Root Chef judgment players on on on, on the cast. <laughs> Like you guys not have a creative bone, what's going on?
0: Well, I mean, <laughs> I, I'll i let Tom speak to his own Iron Root Chef deck, but I mean, I ended up with two real tough ones that didn't really coalesce together as well as I expected them to. Uh, I had the, uh, the Heroes Podium and Athreos, and although conceptually I thought in my own head it was going to work out, the two of them didn't jive so well, and I didn't do so shit hot in the flavor points.
2: Yeah, I was in the same boat, too. I had, uh... What did I have? I had, uh, the, the, the Chimera. What was it?
0: The, Perplexing the, Chimera.
2: Yeah, Perplexing okay. Chimera and uh Ysan, the the Wandering Bard. Wow. And those, those don't really, uh, have anything very no. similar together. And, um, you have to jam these eight cards in a deck, and it's very hard to create something flavorful, so kind of meld them together. But, uh... I I tried to create a uh, a rug deck that uh, was successful, that, that had strong cards in it and this kind of had uh, had 'cause kinda of like sprinkles of uh, of flavor as uh on top of it. So I had like a a chimera theme going on, I had uh, like uh some some like wandering bard kind of things going on, like uh like the Elvishong Lear
4: or um uh, the the equipment. The equipment that taps uh creatures oh, and yeah, uh yeah. and like uh the Seder. The seder, um, that uh, that makes uh block. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's cute. But uh, yeah, it was a, uh, I went for match wins. I think match wins were
2: important in um in that format because every match win you you get you deny them a match win too. Yeah, so they really want flavor to be a big issue in uh, and uh, the Iron Chef. But uh, when you have, like, two ingredients, it's really tough to make a very flavorful deck. So I I tried to go for the match wins with my deck.
4: Yeah.
0: And and as I was building, it kind of quickly came to that, too. Like, I figured that as long as I was going to get, you know, a two from each of the judges, like, not just zero out on flavor, that I was going to be okay. Like, I figured the match wins would carry, you know, the deck would be all right at least. I mean, I was playing three pack rats. It couldn't have been that bad. And it's so funny because literally every single game that I won, I think it was on the back of Packrat.
4: DC Which card.
0: Is, I mean, it's a pretty good card, right? Yeah. So. But uh, Jay has joined us, of course. Jay, welcome to the show. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, welcome. Jay, meet Tom. Tom, meet Jay. What's up, Jay? Hello, Tom.
1: Nice. Boss, meet King. King, meet boss. That's right. <laughs> yeah. We, um...
0: We're just uh, we're just going over uh, the MTG CC a little. Uh, so that was that was like first day. We went through. Uh, we did the Modern Masters drafts. I was fortunate enough to come out uh, 3-0 on that one. I think that that had a lot to do with a lot like a lot of other people's inexperience with the format, I guess, or people trying to like people getting caught up in the in the, the cute decks, right? Like I beat Ryan Spain. He was on a like a blue black Psychotog deck which everything to my experience basically says that deck is terrible or a trap unless you get the nut. And like, he couldn't beat my three, three. So, you know, like that sort of thing. And so I three o'd, Turian three o'd, And it's just, it's one of those formats, right? Like I practiced, I practiced more than I think I did for any of the other formats. Yeah. And it obviously paid off. Like I brought the right tutors in and, you know, they were able to they were able to get, to help me get it together. So I was, uh, I was pretty pleased. With that portion, that was good. The Ironer Chef was fun. Um, the the mad dash and the reveal of all the cards and all the ingredients and stuff was, was pretty amazing. And us just kind of sitting there and, and trying to figure it out. And we got the ingredients. Oh, no, this, that was the pack. Sorry. Yeah, the ingredients were all revealed at the one time. And we're all, like, freaking out and trying to figure out what we're going to do. And things are getting passed around. And this is sort of like one of those. This is one of the ones where I got sort of, like, last input in. I'm like, well, I guess I'll get what I get. You know, like, I don't mind taking something challenging here. It's standard. How hard can it be? You know, it's it's fine. And thankfully, like, Erin demolished. She yeah. fucking owned that portion. And, like, good honor, too.
1: Yeah, like, it's uh, according to, like, the, the score sheet, at least, it looks like it's the only thing she showed up to. But she showed up big time to it.
0: I mean, you know what? It's a team. It's a team thing. And, oh, yeah, absolutely. That's the and- thing.
1: Like, she carried there. Like, she was huge there.
0: Yeah, and they were really, really important points. And if we didn't get them, like, we probably wouldn't have won, so. Yeah,
1: um, yeah I agree. So, yeah, good she honor. Like She got it was, out of the she, water.
0: Oh, God, did she ever. And her deck was sweet, too. Like, we were actually, so we were sitting across from each other, right? So, like, uh, like facing each other uh, at the table. So we both kind of got, we both had after roast, We both had, you know, so similar ideas and stuff for the deck construction. So, you know, she built her deck and I built my deck. And we had, like, a few minutes left. And so I'm like, all right, she's like, I'm done. I'm like, I think I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. All right, switch, and we just like switch seats from one another. <laughs> and yeah. She had Elspeth in the main deck at one point, and I'm like, no, you can't play that in the main deck. You got to play it in the sideboard. She's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet, but um, but yeah, it was it was good. Like the whole thing was just amazing, and uh, it. I mean, the standard games were were fine, and uh, and then like we ended day one, pretty pretty far ahead which was, which is really good. And then what happened? What happened? Day two. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get to day two in a minute. Um, yeah. what do we but do? Yeah. Day day one of the evening. I'm trying to remember what it is that we did that night. And I mean, that's probably part of it is that I don't, is re- that
1: your trip to card kingdom. Yes, it was. Oh, thanks. Track of Twitter. <laughs> uh, so
0: actually, I lost Tom during that trip. Uh, I ended up going and Cubing with uh, Tom Lapilli, Gavin Verhe, uh, Allison Lures, um,
4: Paul Cheon, and who else was there? Mariah was there, and someone else, who
0: I just can't remember off the top of my head, but I'm not sure that it matters that much. And so we drafted Cube, and I drafted uh, a similar deck to to the one I drafted at Jay's. So it was like blue-white. Planeswalkers, mid range, sort of thing. It was fine. It was it was a pretty good deck. Uh I lost to Paul's blue white red deck when he upheavaled me. Fucking upheaval. Never pass upheaval. No. And uh and then otherwise, like, beat Tom, beat someone else. So that was fine. Um, what did you do, Tom? Did you draft with the team? Like did you what did you do at uh, Card Kingdom?
2: Uh I show up a little bit later in Airbus. I uh i got i got my meal i got my my beers and uh i watched um a few guys uh a few guys from the wizards team uh mike my and uh ryan Spain and them they were battling against some community guys they they did a like a box on box sealed where okay. like uh it was like the three or four members of them, it opened up an entire box of m fifteen and built uh i think it was just three i think it was three on three so they bought they mil i <clears throat> um, uh they made three decks from Essentially, you know, what like twelve packs each? Yeah, on average. So was, but was it, it
0: like team sealed? Could they like they like pass the whole contents of the box around?
2: No, they didn't mean they opened all the box, all the packs like because uh, it was just more efficient for everybody to open packs on their own. But mm-hmm. yeah, it was, a, it was a, whole, a whole entire pool and it took forever. I was like, uh they were like, do you want you want to go on this time? I'm like, no, nah, it's gonna take forever, and it did indeed take forever. So I didn't I didn't do that. We were in the the room with um. I don't know. You know, like playing and and um uh, I think it was Marshall Sutcliffe and them. Yep. We were all just uh, hanging out in that room and y'all went to more of the we were in like a more of a meal eating room and y'all were in uh like more of the out in out in the Car Kingdom game playing room. Yeah. The only well,
0: downside you the big, big table? Uh so we were at the big table to cube, like the big yeah. table's in the back. Uh the only downside to being out there is you can't drink out there. So I was like a big Debbie Downer. But uh, you could drink in the rooms, like, on the the other side. Like, there's the cafe box bar side, and then the everyone was in the the side private room area. And so there were two pretty big tables. And, I mean, like, I took pictures and posted them on Twitter. And, yeah, we had, like, uh, it was Frank, Day9, and who was the third from our team that played in that?
4: Baron Or...
0: Was it Bjorn? Um, it was Bjorn. Yes, or. it was. And so they played against uh, Randy Bueller, um, <laughs> who, by the way, is still ridiculous in magic. Um, Randy Bueller, uh, Mike Turian, and I- BDM. So it was like two coverage guys plus Mike Turian. So it's, it's pretty stacked. Like, the odds are stacked against us. Mike Turian is still, like, I have to say, probably the sharpest magic player that was on the wizard side.
2: I yeah, think. I think he's the best player uh, at Wizard Best developer, best, like, design not designer, he's, designers, developers will have, like, different mindsets, but he's the best developer and best, like, player long-term, yeah. like, over the last 20 years, that's on their team.
0: Yeah, I agree. And, I mean, like, he handed me two of my losses, personally, too. Right? So, so yeah, like, he, he fucking had my number all weekend. <laughs> he's my new nemesis. But uh but yeah also by the way in case you guys didn't know this uh the coverage team plays more magic probably than most professional players and or wi- and the wizards team potentially inclusive um they're very very good i was actually very impressed um with how good bdm is at magic
2: yeah bdm and uh,
3: a he's, are, are he's yeah he's fucking ruthless too like he was i don't know somehow we got him for i think scars of mirrodin pre-release yeah uh here for like a fucking celebrity gunslinger which is like weird uh to say that we would get a guy like that here in calgary for just a pre-release but whatever and he i played against him and this is when i was like still fairly new to magic and like New to everything, I just knew him as BDM the celebrity. I didn't know why he was a celebrity. I just knew that he was one, and you know, whatever play match against him, and he absolutely just fucking ranched me, and then di- and didn't even care. And I didn't even like this the other thing. I didn't know that when you play a celebrity gunslinging match, it's best of one. Like I assumed it was a match, just like any other match of magic. So I'm like I'm like sideboarding, getting ready for like game two, and he's like. Oh, you lost already, right? And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm 0-1, game one, right?" And then he's like, "Oh no, it's just, it's just, it's just a loss. You just lose. Get out of here."
2: <laughs> yeah, get out oh, of the way. Next one, okay. next person.
3: Okay. So I was, and I was just like, I didn't know if he was joking, like, a, like I know you lost, you know, like get out of here, <laughs> or if it was like real. And then so I was like, oh, 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 he, this is he's, oh. I'll just collect my shit and go then, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he's very good at magic, and he is absolutely just a destroyer of people.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he is an eater of souls, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I had a couple situations over the course of the weekend um, where he was... I was able to benefit from, from that... Uh, that knowledge and it was, it was pretty good. So I, I can't wait to, so we'll, we'll get to that. But, um, so after, after Card Kingdom, we basically came back. I think we had another beer at the hotel, which became a theme. We drank a lot of beers
4: at the hotel
0: <laughs> and, uh, and then we went to bed and got up the next day and, and did it. Um, the next day was eight pack sealed. And so I went into this, like feeling pretty good, like, oh, well, whatever the eight packs are, it's probably fine. we were kind of talking about, you know what our selections are going to be and what we voted for and half of us were like well it was on the site somewhere and we couldn't find it so we didn't vote for it (laughs) okay and um and yeah we ended up uh we ended up getting the list of the packs uh probably like five to ten minutes before the public did wow and they like put it up for us and we're like taking pictures and they're like you can't send that out yet we're
4: like what
0: (laughs) you suck But then we we started to, like, go through and try to figure out sort of, like, what the mana fixing looked like. That was the first thing that, I guess, like, Paul and I were talking about. It's like, okay, so what lands can we play? Like, what lands are going to be there? What colors are available? You know, because, like, if there's... Anyways, as it turned out, we had had all ten shock lands available to us between the two sets, which was nice. And we had, like, five lands that produced potentially all colors of mana. So... Fairly aggressive decks in terms of color were, you know, obviously possible. There were gold cards that could have been, you know, abound in a plenty. So, you know, it it really just became, you know, the sky's the limit. Uh, Tom, what did you what did you open and what did you end up playing? Like, how did that all shake up for you?
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, eight eight packs. You just have a bunch of this random stuff, and uh, the default for 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 limited is, you know, play. A good removal, play uh, whatever mana fixing you have, and play like good solid evasion creatures if you can. And uh, yeah, my my white uh black red deck was just uh chock full of just a whole bunch of removal, a good amount of uh of a uh, mana fixing like card revenge kind of stuff. It was just basic like limited concepts all smashed into you know just these eight 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 packs just like from all these different sets. So you say you have to go back to your roots and figure out, well, this is, this is what works in Limited. So I'm just going to play these removal spells, these solid creatures, and uh, the, the mana that works. And that's just what how that? I came, came across my deck.
3: What were the packs? Oh, oh God. No, the oh, I
2: wish I could recite it. I know it, was, I, know it was, I know it was Apocalypse. I know it was 7th edition. I know it was uh, Modern Masters. I know it was Return to Ravnica. Or was it Ravnica City of Guilds? It
0: was Ravn it was both it was ra- Oh it was here it both? is. I got I got it here. Yeah it was both Seventh, Seventh Edition, Urza Saga, Apocalypse, Ravnica City of Guilds, Future Sight, Rise of the Eldrazi, Return to Ravnica, and Modern Masters.
4: Jesus.
3: Yeah. And you you each got eight packs?
0: Yes, we each <laughs> got one of those packs and we had to build sealed out of it.
3: That's crazy. How did you guys find like the power level between the older sets and the newer ones? Anytime we've ever done like a wacky draft like that, it's like, it's like a, it's, I find it's good, it's a good idea and it's a poor execution, like it's a poor practice because you have like a lot of, uh, you have a lot of cards that are just fucking garbage because they're like a four, four for seven mana because in, you know, 2001, that was good.
0: Yeah. I, I, I mean, I don't know. If, Tom, I'll let you chat in a sec. I basically felt like the s- spells were stronger.
1: Yeah, that's that's kind and of and the creatures curve.
2: were
3: fucking terrible. Yeah, and terrible creatures, common. strong spells. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty common.
2: Yeah, uh, as older, if you, as you go back into the the old days of magic, the, the spells are stronger than the creatures. Right, right yeah. now they're they're making creatures more powerful than spells. But uh, I felt like, I, well, I was, I have the privilege of being like a guy that knows all the all the sets for like a long time. And I've I've had a limited experience on all these sets, which um, I was able to build a fairly good deck, and I was able to help my teammates in uh, building their decks, too.
4: But, uh, yeah, it was, know, it was a format I liked. I mean, um, it's a format I like to do. Again, I've actually had some wacky
2: <laughs> draft experience, too. It's like uh, we used to play on uh, old leagues, like uh, like the IRC leagues, the leagues that have... Uh, the you the, programs like Cockatrice or, or Magic Workstation. This was yeah. like the league's uh, I first met uh, t up uh, Mariah's dad. Uh, uh, we we're, were used to playing these these old um, just this, this whatever Magic
4: sets you want to just jam together to try to spice up the, the the format. But uh, yeah, that that format was fun. I'm I'm happy to, have sat around. Uh,
2: People that I could uh, help out. I was uh, right next to Mariah and uh, across from uh, uh, Frank Lepore, and I was uh, able to help their soul decks. It was a good experience.
0: Yeah, I ended up with this absolute train wreck. I I mean, it turned out, I guess, that it was pretty sweet by the time everything was all said and done. But like, I'm looking at my pool, and it just was—it was terrifying. There were just no good cards in it, and I was just like, "Wow, this is really bad." My rares were atrocious, and like ultimately i had to settle on this this like blue red deck and it was just the least objectionable deck that i could possibly build (laughs) i'm like well all right it's got some bounce you know it's got some evasive creatures it's got some burn you know it has a prophetic bolt like this might be all right but well it's probably not going to do so well and sure enough i i end up one twoing but uh it was it was rough like you play like Tom Lapilly had this absurd deck, which basically was just ramp spells and um these like crazy bomb type spells at the top. So he had um had this one it's like eight mana for two four four rhino tokens with trample. Right. Or something like that. And he had uh he had like all the five color mana fixing, but most importantly he had Rakdos return. Ooh. It was so gross, so gross. So it's like, it's like, yeah, sure. I'll just play any spell that I want out of my hand because I have nine mana. I can cast any spell ever in the game ever on turn five. I'm like, well, that's a deck. <laughs> so uh, we, I took him to three. He ended up Rakdos returning my hand on turn for four cards, uh, and then followed that up immediately with two four-four trampling rhinos, and there was just no coming back from that for me. So he he ended me. So I I lost to him. I lost to Turian, and uh, the last one I I beat uh, Matt. So I took him down. But uh, that was like that was the worst format for me was the two pack seal. It just was the it was the one two, and it was it was really unpleasant. Um, how did you do in that, Tom? Did you like two one or 3-0 that?
2: I uh I two one. I I lost to Matt. I lost to Matt in a uh, finished match as well. Mm. I um apparently Matt only won like a few matches. Because it, it was one of the, the, the softer opponents on uh, the, the Wizards team. But I think, um, you know, you only won a, a few matches. I think he won like four or something. And mm-hmm. two of Matt them were me.
4: <laughs> Sorry, Jared, what was that? Matt
1: Gregory? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he won three matches.
2: He yeah. won three? Well, two yeah. of them were me. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I played him, I had to go to three games
0: for what it's worth.
2: Yeah, but, um, I, I played Matt Gregory um in, in that Apex Sealed. When I was two o and he was o two, 2 and I just got crushed.
4: <laughs>
1: I can't explain it. He had your number. The shuffler was not on my side. Blame You know, okay, so can I make a note about
0: blame worth? Can I just say something about blame worth? Everybody's so quick to blame worth. Let me tell you, boy, oh, boy, did he get screwed more than once.
2: <laughs> I, I played him twice, and he got massacred both times. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I think yep. there's a fix there.
0: And
3: yeah, misclicks, think, too, by the way. Was, uh, I think he was doing that just to, to do the old shruggeroo. Yeah.
0: So it's it's interesting because if you take a look at his games, you know, he certainly wasn't immune. There was no reset button going on over there. But then there was this one period of time where I'm in my feature match in uh, uh, for the, the cube stipulations, Yeah. and it's like game two, and I'm trying to get a hand, and all of a sudden, Worth walks over next to Ryan. And I get my opening hand and there's no land. And I sh- and I do it again and there's like no land. So I have to mull to 5. And I look over and I'm like you have to go away right now. <laughs> <laughs> this is your fault. This mull to 5 is your fault. Go over there. <laughs> but no, I I you know what? I played against him and there's a couple games where like he had some savage misclicks, you know, and it's just like, like I can't, I I got to
4: feel bad for the guy. At least a little. Yeah, you know. So pretty bad
1: when he's got to go blame himself
4: yeah (laughs) yeah that but
0: yeah the apex Sealed was fun like i would totally do those by just uh like a bunch of people all getting together and just you know having a few pops or whatever i think that it sounds like a great way to to spend the evening like that that would be a lot of fun if we were to do that format again so but i think it's important that everybody has the same the same ones like i know people do wacky drafts and like bring three of whatever you want and like in a draft situation that's probably fine but when you're looking at sealed, like if if some people brought three this, two that, or whatever, and, you know, the other person brought, oh, I've, I've got a Homelands pack in here, you know, it just feels like you're handicapping yourself. But if everyone's got the same packs, then I think that's a hell of a time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree, also, too. it's like, what bombs do you play around? You have to play around all <laughs> of them, every
3: bomb, ever made.
0: <laughs> it's like, you can't even play around it. You just gotta, like, game one is basically, like, you know, Two blind people feeling themselves up just to try to get to know each other and then after that it's like, alright, let's let's play some actual <laughs> let's have a conversation, you know? Yeah. So it's sort of like game one almost comes down to like a healthy combination of how well you build your deck and how well you draw it. You know, it's less about playing around with your opponent's doing, I think. I mean there's there's natural stuff about like not exposing yourself to, you know, idiot blowout potential, but you know, you're not playing around specific cards, you're
4: just playing around situations. So when I think about the community cup, the thing that always stands out to me is the stipulation draft. How was that?
0: Uh, so the stipulation draft was probably our crowning achievement as a
4: team. Yeah, I agree.
0: Yeah. So, in a so the draft put us into two pods. Okay. And like, we had to look at all the stipulations and they're like, okay, pick your envelope. I think that was, that was streamed or whatever. So I went up and I picked an envelope and, uh, and then brought it back to the team we opened it up and both sides had different stipulations so we're like going through them all and you know it's getting down to like the last couple and we were kind of you know going into it like tom paul and i were like okay well we should probably give you know the strongest people the best deck so we can just close this out you know and the the weakest players will get tear will get like the hardest ones and, and whatever right or the most limiting ones and that sort of thing and so like aaron volunteered for the backdraft she's like oh you mean I have to draft a bad deck? She's like, that's mine.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, her, Helene Berger had the, the one on the other side. So yeah. obviously our strategy yeah. there was
0: sound, right? <laughs> so we're like, okay. And then Mariah opted for the Mythic one, which was like real good support of her. Yeah. So she was just like,
3: yeah, you know what? I'll just take this one.
4: Like, oh,
1: okay. yeah, she, she had to rare draft, essentially, right?
4: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: She well, what, did pretty, that, what did that, that mean? Like, you had to draft the highest rarity card in the pack every time, or what? Yeah, yeah. so
0: like, if there was a Mythic, you had to take it, and if there was, like, two Mythics, you got to pick which one you wanted.
3: Right, right, right.
0: So, like, you're always going to get, like, some of the most powerful cards, but, like, unfortunately, it's probably going to be this, like, slow, grindy bomb thing, right? Yeah. But she had she ended up with, like, with junk with a Junk deck that looked pretty sweet. Like, she had Voice of resurgence, she had Prime Time,
4: she had, like, it looked pretty sweet. Resto Angel, even, like, pretty good sweet um and then
0: oh god and then so then it came down to some of the tough ones like tom got all creatures you can only draft creatures and lands
1: (laughs) and like i was like right in your wheelhouse and we
0: all looked at (laughs) tom's like well i'll do this one we're
3: like (laughs) yep (laughs) it was real good so what happens if there's no creatures in the pack then obviously you get a pass Right, like if you're if you get a pack that has like spell spell, you get a pass and you can just draft. Why well, I, I think
0: you could only like your deck could only contain spells and creatures. So
2: yeah, my forty card main deck could only have uh, creatures and spells in it. I can only sideboard into something that had creatures and spells in it. Okay.
0: So so that was that. Um, I don't even remember what Paul got. Uh, Frank took. Paul got oh. Paul got even. He had, oh, to, that's right. he had
2: to play only even casting cost cards.
0: Yeah. And uh, and then uh, Frank got like the sixty card stipulation. Yeah. So he had to play with sixty cards, and then Bjorn Bjorn got one that was that said he couldn't. So it was called Marksman, okay. And what that said was is that he can't draft anything with the words target on it. Yeah. Dang. So it was like broad base sweepers or creatures or lands or stuff like that, right? So. That left me basically with Magic Editor. Like, well, I guess I'll just take this, guys. No problem, right? Like 60. So my entire deck at any given time, pre and post sideboard, can only, the card names can only total 60. So it's a 40 card deck and you already have like lands and the lands ideally are like one word per, right? So when you think about it, like, you only have 20 extra words.
3: Maybe. And then multiples count, like, every time. Yeah, yeah. So,
0: like, so so my pack one, pick one, I got remand. I'm
4: okay. like,
3: this right. is a good card. 19 words to go.
0: Well, no, 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 no. No, no, no. Um, I'm 19 extra words. Like, I got 20 extra words.
4: Because, like, right.
0: if each one is one word. Yeah. yeah. So, 40 card deck. Each one is one word. I have, like, 20 extra words. So I'm like remand free spell, right?
4: Yeah.
0: And then pack two, I get cryptic command, and I laugh because like Paul is hitting like basically one over and across from me on my left, and I look at him and I'm like, so Paul, cryptic command's worth two, worth an extra word, right? And he just stops, his hands hit the table, he looks at me, and he goes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, I know what we're doing now. And so, what was really important about this draft, though, and this is what made it, like, really, really sick, is, so Tom was in my aisle, but, like, on the other end, and Bjorn is immediately to my left. And Paul, Bjorn, Tom, and I are all in the same pod.
4: Oh, okay. Okay?
0: It gets dirtier.
4: So you guys are just, like, cheating like beans. It
0: gets dirtier. (laughs) The sequence
4: is me, Bjorn, Tom, somebody, paul so
0: basically i'm like so i'm drafting and i'm and we're just like communicating down the line like what's coming oh hey there's this this and this and and it was just it was amazing it was absolutely amazing and like by the time pack two comes around or pack it was pack three i guess every other pick that i'm like going to pick i'm looking over and like tom's over my shoulder
2: Yeah, basically, I wasn't in my seat the whole draft. Uh, I made me in my seat for about 20 minutes or t- two minutes for the draft. I was uh, running back and forth from my seat, trying out the timeout. And it's like, hey, Bjorn, pick this because uh, I need a creature. And Scotty, don't take this because it, it has target on it. And like, he, or he needs to take this and that's a creature or whatever. I'm like going over to the other side and be like, Paul, what's up? Just trying to relay information. But that, that, was, a, that was like the, the most cooperative. moment for for us where we were just like completely just 100 this is on it as as a team
0: yeah it was like it was we actually team drafted it was and it it was just it was so amazing it was so amazing and like as the cards are coming around and as we were drafting the decks like because like we all know i know what what tom and bjorn are drafting so i know what i'm passing down to them And I'm just, like, shaking my head at some of these packs, and I'm just like, their decks are insane. (laughs) I'm drafting all the blue cards, and their decks are insane. It was so good. (laughs) So good. At some point in time, Paul's like, yeah, so there's a Jason Mind Sculptor coming? I'm like, well, I guess that's worth three words, isn't it? (laughs) Click, click,
3: click.
0: (laughs) It's like, at pack three, pick two. I'm like, Batterskull? I'm like really? That's one word,
3: right? I know. <laughs> That's one <laughs> oh, word.
0: <shit>. <laughs> Paul goes, "You got a what?" I'm like, "Batter skulls one word, bro." Oh, it was so good. right nice. Yeah. Anyway, it was it was such an amazing. That draft was literally the crowning. The, it was the crown jewel for us. It was it was the moment when we all realized we were behind. We needed to. or no. Yeah, because we were behind at that point, and we needed to pick it up, and we needed to not lose. And it was it was just it was amazing, and I got the, I got the killer instinct too. It was so funny. Like we won game one, and like we almost all won game one.
2: Uh, yeah, we, me, you, and Paul all won game one, and uh, the rest of us lost. And I kind of had a feeling like our deck, everybody's decks weren't all that good. I like was everyone like, else's, wow. you mean? Yeah. Then then that then we we that was another uh, switch in in the scoreboard. I was like, man, we, we might actually lose. This is gonna be really close. Yeah. And I was like, "Hey, man, it's gonna be up to us." I have a feeling that me, you, and Cheon uh, have to have to win 3-0 to, to, to finish this out. Yeah, and I, I'm like, "Man, you ready off for this task?" So I was just am. like,
0: "I am not losing another match. Like, there will be no more games lost this day." <laughs> and and I I, can't, I think I said it to Tony too. I'm just I looked at him and I'm like. Through sheer force of will, I will lose no I will lose no more games of magic today, like I will just not, I will not be permitted to lose and he looked at me he's like if only all of magic was done this way, <laughs> I'm like, you wait, and then sure enough, sure enough, it happened, yeah, we fucking we we all all three of us threw out the draft now, when you look at the set at the standings at the end of the day, like they actually left the last round of cube off, I have no idea why, but um
3: or bitter
1: maybe yeah they they only they only recorded two rounds worth yeah was it but, was it just over at that point like did you guys clinch it after round 2 uh
0: after the three of us had won round three it was over okay yeah and so like we we just won or it was after two of us won or something like that like and it, it wasn't me cuz i remember we we knew we were good um while i was still playing the last round but yeah i had like such cube all-stars as treachery in my deck.
1: Well, that seems fair. <laughs> yeah.
0: so, it was not. It was absolutely not. I, I drafted probably, like, with the stipulation, and I had nine left. Like, I had... I had nine words left in my main deck to spare, and I drafted literally the best cube deck I've ever drafted in my entire life. Yeah, it was really gross.
2: Yeah, I think that stipulation was just uh imbalance. It's like you just you really just draft whatever you want. Like there's really just I don't think they did the math on how many.
4: uh, (laughs) They need to trim those words.
2: It's like uh, what you have to play like twenty three actual cards, and then you have twenty uh you know lands, basic lands or whatever. No, I mean seventeen basic lands. It's just like um, it's kind of you have to average like two uh two words per. But that really just doesn't happen.
4: I don't know. Yeah. It's, 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 it actually,
2: this comes out. To this list of lower, and you can just draft whatever you want.
4: Yeah,
0: yeah. No, I agree. Like I was looking at it, and I'm like, at Jace the Mind Sculptor, I had Cryptic Command, the Shackles, Hero's Downfall, Bone Shredder. I had like Repulse, forbid, Remand, Smother, Spellskite, Repeal, Condescend, Brainstorm. I had upheaval. That was a moment of blowout, though. Let me tell you.
4: That's,
2: a, that's just a string of of great, you know, one word cards. It's, <laughs> yeah, it, it is not influenced by by their stipulations. Like you, you really can just draft whatever you want.
0: Yeah. So it ended up being good. I was pretty happy with it, and we had some like epic games too. Like <laughs> the last, the last game three that we were playing against Worth, fighting against the clock, and you, me, and Paul are just like trying to grind it out, and <laughs> just. Then Worth armageddon It was just... It was so good. The coverage was... Missed that game. That game was so absurd. But we ended up pulling it out. It was really good. We... Worth was forced to Armageddon with us with a Jason 7 on board.
1: Oh, that sounds good. I mean, yeah, it that was an it, awesome
0: game. Yeah, it was a really good game. It was closer than I think it could have been, but, I mean, perhaps if we just... We tried to... We started to, like, brainstorm to get lands because we had nothing but gas in our hand. And... uh and we probably just could have turned the corner with Jace if we just plussed him from the beginning. But he had, like, some some reasonable shit on the table, so kind of felt like we had to, be to play around that and deal with it. But Poker Sight was, uh, was also an all-star. I was really impressed by that card all weekend. So. But yeah, like, your deck was crazy too, Tom. Like, So I you spent a lot of time out of your chair during the cube draft because your games were just over.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah, that, that simulation was perfect for me. That's because, uh, well, that's what I want to do anyway. I was like, well, I haven't really had much experience this cube. I'm probably going to draft Naya anyway. Which Naya is just, a, you know, picking the best creatures, like a Wild Cattle deck. Maybe like some spells, like Lightning Bolt, or like, you know, maybe like a remove from the game effect, like Oblivion Ring, or, or whatever. Sword of Plot Shares, Path deck style. So it's a kind of small removal stuff. But basically, at
4: Heart it is uh, a three-color three um, creature deck. And the stipulation was that I could only play creatures. So okay, well,
2: I may be Naya, or I may be just a green white. Green white is the best like creature creature uh, build, cause uh, their creatures have um, effects that have like removed for removed by other creature effects. They have they have they have effects that, that are not like just creatures. They have things like master Priest, They have things like uh, like uh, the elder, whatever that uh. A three three is really a four four but you can you can pay green and remove a counter and you know destroy uh
4: an R Factor attainment. Yep. Um, elder or something like that. Wicker Burrow yeah, Elder, yeah. Yeah, Wicker Burrow Elder. So um so this uh
2: an archetype I, I was very familiar with and I was uh very good with so I was able to draft it, be successful at it, three O with it, but not only three O with it, but uh be able to do it quickly enough to um, Help out my teammate. So, yeah,
4: yeah. So, at the beginning of the day, I was like, uh,
2: winning matches, you know, I was like, happy to win. Um, and i go over and shake the hand of uh, of my Wizards opponents. But at that point in time, when we were like, down, it's like, down to the wire, TPLation Draft, after I won my matches against people, I was like, as soon as I put lethal damage on the stack, I was out of my chair. <laughs> like, Mariah, Mar- Mar- what do you need? I have six leaders. Jorn, what do you need? Uh, like you know, uh, day nine, Sean Plot. What do you need? I was like out of my chair before you, lethal damage even happened. Before like they even conceded, uh, I was you're I was at there that point.
1: GG into the keyboard, and you're not even at your seat. Uh, I was. I was the,
2: every second mattered at that point to me. I was so like, well, have- what can we? Come, what can I do for the team?
3: Yeah. Did you guys play in the same room as the other ones? Yeah. yeah. Their team, that's it's weird. I, it would be interesting to see. I set up, like, the Dota 2 International, where each team is, like, separate. Or in their, like, booths? In a booth. Because, like, I find a lot of times in, like, not that it really matters, but, like, I find a lot of times in team drafts, there's, like... Sometimes there's a decision between, like, killing something and holding counter mana or holding, like, instant mana or flash mana. And then... What ends up happening is you have to try to convey that to like your teammates but you can't you're trying to like not let them know and so what i find is a lot of people either just like they just will tell you they'll just be like hold this up just in case he plays something and if not who cares or they'll just try to convey it in a way that the, the enemy team just always figures it out anyway so i think it would be interesting if you guys got to play in separate booths you could just like be free and open to talk you know but yeah.
1: don't you miss out on the ability to friendly trash talk?
3: so, well, so in, the, in, the, in the start of the <laughs> Dota uh, International, the booths used to face each other. So you, guys would actually, they would, like, I would kill you, Jeremy, and I would stand up and I would fucking, like, like, just in your fucking face. <laughs> and, uh, and then I would sit down. So, so you could still do that.
0: So we had, we actually had the capacity, like, we weren't actually that close more often than not. So it would be okay to kind of, like, lean over the computer, and you could point at stuff, and you could talk, and you could, like, mumble to each other, and it and it, it would be fine. Like, it, it wasn't as – we weren't as close as you think. Oh, okay. Um, but we were certainly close enough to trash talk each other, which – I can't I, imagine that happening. Though. Which I apparently got a little bit uh, – I, I I was doing that a lot, I think. Uh, so much so that I was actually like during the match with Sean with Day Nine on the pre-release, like coverage actually went so far as to say that we were the two loudest players in
2: the room. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: I I couldn't believe it actually. Like in hindsight, because like I'm not like that at all, and I just I guess maybe it speaks to to how comfortable we like were.
4: Well, I mean, so, example,
0: Ryan Spain. I'm playing against him in modern Masters draft, right?
1: Vintage Masters.
0: Sure, Vintage Masters draft. And, and like, he's sitting literally the opposite chair to me. So okay. if I'm on the outside facing the middle at the end of the row, he is in that similar chair facing the middle on the other side. Yeah. So, like, we're, bi- we're like, facing each other, but there's a people in the middle and so like, at some point in time I'm very confident that I he played a card and I was like really it's an interesting main deck choice <laughs> or something like that uh, and I would never do that this is Ryan Spain this man plays a lot of magic he is a genius when it comes to he's very very good you know
2: he's extremely good I will I'll, I'll be very surprised he can, yeah. he's a very good uh, karaoke guy too
0: oh yeah yeah we're gonna get to that let me tell you but uh but he was you know and i'm like i'm shit talking him across the way <laughs> and and it was just like i i guess maybe they're not used to may, maybe i figured it was a way for me to try to like gain pressure by breaking their concentration right okay. like s- sometimes i would do that you, in
1: you up your game a little
0: yeah right like it's just And I got, you know, I got quiet and focused when I need to. And I, you know, when, when they're in the tank and I know it's a big deal, then, you know, I'm going to be like prodding and talking and, you know, any edge you can get. And maybe that's just, that's the way I felt about it. I wasn't being insulting by any stretch. I would never, I would never, that is not me. I would never at a magic table, be like that to another human being at a magic table.
4: Right. Never, ever,
0: never, ever. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the drafts on saturday however anyways um but yeah it was uh it was it was it was really good uh, but i was definitely i was definitely shit talking i was absolutely shit talking people all weekend um saturday night after after day one was it after no friday night after day one we had uh like dinner and drinks and stuff in the hotel ballroom or whatever like a yep. little little side meeting room and so like Lee Sharp came and and by the way Lee Sharp unbelievable human being he is like he is the like number 1 uh new like person that I just met like really met that wasn't on my team so ugh, number 2 Tony's number 1 okay fine Tony's number 1 Lee Sharp is like the number 2 most exciting person that wasn't on my team that I met that was he's he's a big deal for me
4: yeah
0: and uh just super nice guy And so he came, brought a pile of product, and, like, the coverage guys came afterwards. Like, so Rashad and Randy was there. Anyway, so we got a draft firing with eight of us. So, Tom, you and I were in that draft, and there were... uh, I think James was in that from Loading Ready Run, and Lee was there, and, I don't know, a couple of others. Uh, Mike Turian was in that draft, and I I can't remember the rest. But, so we, we drafted M15, and I, like... Uh, It's the first time I'd actually, like, fully completed a draft was this time at the table. And I'm like, well, thank God I've listened to KYT enough, and I open up my pack, and I'm like, oh, Triple Good Spirits, I'll take that. Tony was in that draft, he was on my right, and Tom was on my left. We hadn't picked teams or anything, we were just drafting. And uh, so I'm, like, just picking up stuff, and I end up picking, like, Obelisk of Erd, which comes back. I'm like, this seems pretty sweet. And so I'm, like, pretty firmly in, like, white, splashing red, maybe, you know, like, for some removal spells or whatnot. And so then we pass back the other way, and, like... Tom feeds me three Razy alarm. Oh, okay. Shit. <laughs> right. So I'm like, all right, this, ding, this ding. is working. Ding ding. Right. I end up picking another Triplicate Spirits up out of pack three, and like my deck was retarded. Like it was, it was absolutely absurd. And uh, and I am like nobody to thank for it except for Tom. I'm just like laughing as he's passing me these cards, and you're just like, well, I can't use them. So so it was it was pretty sweet. And uh, so I ended up three owing that draft and and that was like pretty exciting and i beat Micturian, which was sweet so i like avenged a loss and uh and the finals for that draft actually came down to tom and i which i thought was awesome so i like i got to play against tom ross and so for me like that was a big moment for me like i'm playing tom ross in the finals with draft this is fucking awesome but uh yeah and i was like fortunate enough to pull it out which was like really sweet and uh my deck was ridiculous and Tom didn't draw the lands he needed. So it is what it is.
4: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I,
2: I don't, I don't I regret feeding you a good deck. I mean, that was a good chance that we'd be on the same team and can't really cut you off in that situation.
4: Yeah. But yeah, I think
2: I, your deck was definitely stronger than mine. But, know, what are you going to do?
0: <laughs> but it was, it was pretty good. And then of course I was so lucky because in that pool I had opened up or got past at some point, a goblin rabble master. And so, like, I'm looking for Rabble Masters, so I, like, took it, and I'm like, well, it could be my red-white deck, it could be a thing, and by pack three, I was solidly white, so it wasn't that big of a deal. But uh, I then, of course, had Tom sign my Rabble Master after our match. So I have a Tom Ross-signed Goblin Rabble Master in my possession. Nice. Yeah, man.
4: Uh, Lost,
3: uh,
2: that's one of the moments where I have to control my emotions the most, because it's not just you, it's uh, whenever I get beaten in open or something. They're like, uh, well we play in these like SCG standard opens or legacy opens and we play hip game of magic or match of magic and I'm like all right, all right I get beat. And then i was as like packing up my car trying to walk away, they're like, Hey dude, can you sign my time rose token? I'm like Okay. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Let me control my emotions. Out. <laughs> it's like uh, all right, I'll do it, yeah. Play play it cool. Sign <laughs> it. Give him a smile and walk off.
0: I mean, to be fair, the draft doesn't count for anything except for me being able to brag about it right now.
1: That, that's that's
0: that's it. It's
1: I mean, all yeah, I get. Good out value of out of it right now. I'll give you that. I mean,
0: it feels real good.
1: I'm not.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and what's gonna happen is I'm gonna end up with some event and I'll be like, "Hey, Tom, how's it going?" And he's like, "You're fucking dead." I'm Like, anyways. Yeah, it's good. But yeah, so that was that was sweet. We had a second draft after that. Tom ended up going and having a chat with his lady friend. And, uh, so we, we had another draft and this time it was team draft. I was on the team with BDM and, um, fuck, I don't even remember. It doesn't even matter. But like, and I think it was Lee Sharp actually. And BDM was like really great at, uh, helping me with some deck advice and all that sort of jazz. So that was awesome. Oh, funny. So I draft my deck, my, my game one, this is a good story. So I draft my mono white deck, and I think I have it built. I'm like, yeah, it's sweet. So like Marshall and Ryan both show up, and they're sitting drafting, sort of like up opposite the table from one another. And I'm like, hey, what do you think? And I show Marshall. He's like, yeah, this is pretty good, except for this card. I'm like, what? This card's pretty good. And and he shows it to Ryan. He's like, it's Ornithopter. And I'm like, what? Like it helps me get to the the Erd fast enough. It flies. And Ryan goes, here, let me fix that for you. He takes the ornithopter from Marshall, rips it up into 17 pieces, <laughs> throws it on the table, and goes, I just did you a favor. <laughs> I'm like, so friends don't let wow. friends play ornithopter. He goes, nope. I'm like, all right. <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> oh, I was so surprised. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, so second draft went well, and I was playing against uh, Marshall in the finals of that one. And so Tony beat me in that draft. He, he, he grindstoned me out. Which was sad because that card's really funny to lose to, but uh, he was grinding me three at a time and I couldn't come. I, I just couldn't beat his deck. It was it was well positioned against me, and uh, so I won my second round uh, against again Tom, who stood in for somebody else. So I can't fault him for it because he had a, probably a bad deck, but that was nice too. I was like my confidence building. You see, this is this is this is this is, this is the story. It's all building on top of that. Um, and then, and then I played Marshall in the finals and Marshall, as we all know, is a nice guy, but takes his magic pretty seriously. And, uh, and like after game one, I I have another deck, which is very similar in my second draft to this one. I have a deck that looks almost identical to KYT's PTQ winning deck. Okay. So it's red, white, it's got auras. I've got two triplicate spirits. Um. Or, like, one in an obelisk or whatever. I've got a bunch of warriors, which I could play with obelisk. And I've got the brood keeper, I guess. Whatever the hell that red one is, whenever you put an aura on it, you get a... Yeah, that one. So I've got that and a bunch of auras. And I've got, uh, you know, two or three pilgrims or something. Like, it was just ridiculous. And so I'm playing against Marshall, and I beat him game one. And, like, I actually had to stop as we were drawing for game two. And I'm like, are we okay? And, like, everyone's sitting around. I'm like,
4: are we okay? You know, like, are are you doing okay? He's like, yeah, I'm fine. Why? I'm like, you just, you seem a little angry. You're a little
0: salty. And I just want to make sure that you and I are okay. Are you just tired? Like, I know you've had a long day. And, like, I wasn't trying to come off like an asshole of BDM's fucking howling. He's just dying laughing. And he's like, yeah, I'm fine. This is just how I play Magic. I'm like, whoa. Anyways, yeah, it was it was rough. It was real rough. And then I beat him in that game, too. So it was good. That's the
1: end of my story. So are the stories of Community Cup Swag all they're made up to be?
4: Um... So we got a bag. And we got, uh, we got an M15 sealed set. Cool.
0: We got... Basically, infinite drafts if we wanted to do them. But the only drafts we were drafting was M15. Okay. So any time we were out there was cases of M15 brought in
4: case <laughs> cases. Okay. But like all of the booze and food were covered. So that's a thing we got, we got,
0: so we got a bag, we got a set, we got a t-shirt, which is sweet. Cause it says 2000, it's got the planeswalker symbol on the front. It's almost like that bamboo cotton. It's got a 2014 community cup along the back, like back of the neck. Uh, we got the like track jacket. Okay. That I think you saw on like some of the pictures that we yeah. were wearing and it says like Magic Online Community Cup 2014 or whatever. So that's sweet and like that actually is really comfortable. It's a pretty sweet sweet little jacket. Um and we got uh we got the Pop Magic dolls. Oh yeah. Like, we each got one. And we kind of like we were given one that I guess they thought we would identify with the best. So like I know like Cheon got Jace. Um Tom, what did they give you?
4: I got a uh the red one. I got Chandra, I got nice. Chandra Lar.
2: uh just because I'm a red mage. I ended up giving it to my girlfriend though.
0: Nice. Uh, I got the Garrick the Wildspeaker, but Trick did me a one up and he gave me the one with the purple eyes.
1: What's the difference? Like, what's the purple? Well, eyes? the, the it's
0: like regular special. it's special. Yeah.
4: Oh. It's
0: worth a little more. So
4: that was really neat. Um, uh, we got like a little Garrick pin, and i think that's it nothing else really stands out oh we got a water bottle which i use but yeah
0: so it was i don't know it wasn't like crazy time it wasn't crazy time like last year they got like um from the vaults they got factory sealed set they got all sorts of crazy stuff uh we got those banners that are coming they look pretty oh you got sweet. the banners yeah, like that, that ridiculous Facebook picture that they took of me with like me going crazy in front of the banner. Um but they're mailing us each one.
4: Cool. Are yeah. they?
0: Yeah.
2: It's
4: wow. the first oh. news I heard of that.
0: Oh really? Yeah, what are they gonna do? Send us home with it? Like here's fifty dollar fucking charge to send it back with you. Huh. Yeah, so okay. we each get one of them. They're coming right. to us. They're get, they're getting shipped.
4: So that'll be a nice background for streaming. Oh see. Yeah. Have you got your uh, survival of the fittest? Oh, I haven't Online? checked yet. I haven't checked
0: yet. I actually, I didn't log into Moto, so...
2: I didn't log into Moto either, and I didn't get mine. They told me the, the message of them if, uh, if it didn't appear.
4: Yeah, I emailed uh, I emailed Lee on Tuesday. So we'll see. Maybe I get it, maybe I don't. But did you guys
0: get your survival of the fittest, Jer? Uh, you know what?
4: I don't know if I was logged in.
3: No.
1: I'll, I'll log on right now and check.
0: Did they say it's supposed to be this Wednesday, or did they say October first? Because that thought,
3: might be it. I thought they said during the cup, you had to log in.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, right. But my point was, is like, did you get it yet?
3: Oh, I see. Oh, I,
1: I don't know. Like I, I always leave my moto logged in. I'm one of those guys. Mm. So I'll just be logged in for like multiple days at a time because apparently it doesn't kick you out. It's not like Hearthstone, where if you like walk away for it to like go to the bathroom, you come back and you've been logged out.
0: That explains a lot, actually. Why every time I go to message you, you're like, yeah, I'm here,
4: but you're not. Yeah, no. No, I'm I'm never there. Never there. So, uh So we won. Obviously. Sunday night or Saturday night, they're
0: like, okay, so let's go to karaoke. So they book us this place called Seattle's best karaoke or something. Seattle's finest or whatever. And it's one of those places with private room karaoke. So the idea was is that we're going to get two rooms, we'll get one We you actually have to get like, you have to get a license for the room. What? Like if you want a drink, they don't serve.
4: You get uh, a liquor license. You have to have a liquor license to have a room and drink in that room. Okay.
0: So, oh, so you get a liquor license, and then you go and uh, and then bring your own booze. There's because it's the states; every you know corner store has a pile of different drinks. I don't have my survival yet, and so we just like stopped and bought fucking armloads of beer. Uh, Helen bought a bunch of like hors d'oeuvres and you know meats and cheeses and you know cases of beer and all that sort of stuff and got the license put it up on the wall and so we had like two rooms for karaoke and uh and there was there was a good chunk of us that went like both the rooms were mostly full at any given moment um the rooms were pretty big they they weren't like enormous but i felt like they would i mean each one kind of comfortably fit you know 10 12 people and uh and it was it was good the selection was reasonable the sound was fine uh, especially i mean it's easy to do reasonable sound in small spaces right but yeah tom what was, what was your impression of the of the karaoke like i mean we basically we we met for a beer before we went and then like i jumped in the car with helen and uh to like help carry all the shit in and then you guys showed up so like what happened for what happened with you guys
4: oh uh, we got okay. back we got there um we went to a corner store, got some
2: beer. We, we came in. Um, I'm not much of a, a karaoke guy. I mean, uh, I've never been in such a small room karaoke joint. I guess um, usually it's, it's kind of a, a bar or it's like you know on a stage where a, a band or a stage with like a band will play or something. But uh, I was I was impressed. I, I liked the karaoke from from everybody, especially like the
4: uh, the uh, We Are the Champions. Uh, Karaoke song we sang, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I guess I did, I
2: did, I did some karaoke, and I guess y'all liked it. I, I was just kind of surprising because uh, I've I don't really karaoke anything, but uh, I don't know. What do we what do we think about? we you think about, Nice got
4: Well, I I think that
0: I, I see. You guys have to understand, Tom Ross. When you first meet him in person for the first time, he comes off a little shy just just a little and uh and then you you get to know him a little bit you know you get a little familiar you guys have a couple pops together and tom starts to open up you know like a wonderful flower and uh and let me tell you i was not sure what to expect in the karaoke ring but tom brought it holy shit balls did he bring it it was i was really really impressed and apparently you were holding out on us by the way,
2: what was that my well, all? The, all the songs are sang for you. I've I never sung karaoke.
0: My sources reveal to me that I should have asked you to do "Hook" by Blues Traveler.
2: Uh,
4: I've never done that song either. What? But uh, I can. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. It's like one of my
0: all-time favorite jams, and uh, and I, I'm 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 remiss that we missed the opportunity.
2: Ah. Uh, um, I've never sung it karaoke, but I could probably sing it without looking at the
4: screen.
0: Nice. Nice. Yeah, we did, uh, Tom and I did a couple of good tracks together. We did, uh, we did some Bon Jovi, which was wild. We did, uh, we did Cake, which okay. was awesome. The Distance, of course. Absolutely. Yep. And, uh, and what was, uh, what was that, the country track you did? Uh, something, Dirt Road or whatever?
2: Yeah, I did Red Dirt Road by Brooks and Dunn.
0: That was wild was it? let me tell you yeah it was outstanding yeah i couldn't believe it i was just i was so impressed it was very very good it was enjoyable to watch
4: all right all yeah.
0: right but uh but the, uh, let me tell you most magic players i guess are just naturally like there's a lot of people that surprise you at how good they are at karaoke there were a lot of people there that could really sing Helene brugeot has got a set of lungs on her let me tell you yeah no doubt yeah but uh but no, it was amazing. Ryan Spain did some, did some amazing work. Uh, his, his, uh, Oh God, I can never remember. Uh, Weezer, Say It Ain't So was like the best I'd seen at karaoke in a long time. Uh, Lee Sharp did, uh, some, some <laughs> like ultimate hype man, Lee Sharp did, uh, Flowrider. Oh God, what the hell's the song at the end of, um, at the end of Hangover in the credits.
3: Oh, uh, that TikTok song?
0: It's a, it's the, it's the remix, I guess, of the redo of uh, "You You Spin My Head Right Round."
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. With yeah, Tisha.
0: yeah, that it was, it was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. He just he rocked the shit out of it. It was amazing, and uh, and he also did a song. He did a song from Frozen with his wife, and that was adorable. So I videotaped that, and it was it was pretty sweet. But yeah, I uh, I I had a lot of fun. I sang a lot. My throat hurt the next day. A lot.
4: Did you get
2: some questions uh, about uh, what, what the community would like to hear on the stream?
0: I got a pile of questions for you, Tom Ross. Right, a pile let's, of them.
2: Uh, let start addressing them.
0: All right. All right. Uh, so one of my favorite ones is who did it feel best to beat? At the community cup,
2: it felt must be um the first time we beat Worth. It was, was kind of uh, amusing, you know, like justice because you got mad screwed, and you know everybody's was like blame Worth for for whenever you draw too many lands and not enough lands. So that was fun, but um I don't know. It's kind of like beat them all of
4: them. Um uh, the the old timers, the the Hall of Famers. It, it just felt good to beat um the people in the Wizards team. It's overall. But, uh, yeah, we're worth with number one one. Nice. Nice. Um, as a teenager,
0: uh, was your dad the boss and you had to go by Tom, the employee, Ross? <laughs>
2: <laughs> a teenager, Okay. Well, um, my very first job was, uh, when my stepdad, uh, as a carpenter and yeah, you know, he was a boss. He taught me to, how to, how to, you know, nail nails on a roof and, fixing windows. But yeah, I was an employee at the beginning of my career, then as I emerged as a good magic player, I became the boss.
0: Nice. Um, Alright, so we've got... Uh, you. Yeah, so we can lead into Legacy, we'll end there. Uh, your predictions of decks that will be considered Tier 1 after the Pro Tour in uh Con Standard. What do you think?
2: Um, that's probably the the question I'm, I'm least experienced to answer. I know there will be a good red deck. There's enough red cards after rotation. Just, just right now, b- before even dark here, there, there's a good, like, rebel red deck. Um, I will say that, like, red and there's a, a, a Soul Tie deck with the, the Soul Tie, uh, Mythic card. A 3-2, when you play it, then you get, like, a 2-2 two two whenever you, you move your... Cards from a deck of their creature, yeah. uh, Sidisi t2.
0: that's the, the actual clan leader.
2: Yeah, I, I'm for sure the deck, uh, built around that, and I'm for sure there's a red deck, but outside of that, I really haven't paid too much attention to uh standard. It's like I've been paying attention to uh, the uh, the community cup and like uh, just limited right now. It's like there, there's there not been any really standard events coming up for me, so that's just a, bit, a little bit off my radar.
0: Okay. Um, how do you feel Red Aggro in New Standard is gonna, like, what tools do you think it's got to fight through the Sea of Carriedids
2: and coursers that we are inevitably facing down? Um, Robot Mako is better than, uh, Titan Strength, but we, we still have four Titan Strength, which is, which is good. Um, the loss of Legion Lois is the biggest, um, thing that the Red Decks lose, but, uh, mush is just strong enough for a card. I don't think there's any, um... Benefits from Tarkir that may be like a, was it the, there's a card that that's 2-1 and you get plus and plus one if you're raided and it can't be blocked by creatures that have more than one power. Yeah. Uh, I don't think the card is like super strong and I don't think uh, uh, the red deck gained all too much from Tarkir, but still, it's like, you, we saw uh, Mono Blue Devotion um, survive past two sets of gaining nothing. And I think that's kind of the state that, that Ravel Red is in.
4: It,
2: it's, it's going to be a strong deck, even if it isn't gaining anything from the set. Okay. So, um, you can still blow through, like, Quarshers and uh, and uh, Sylvan Like This will be a deck that punishes, like, slow draws and, like, decks that are just kind of fumbling around. And it will be something that you have to build your deck and your sideboard against. So you have to
4: be aware of it. Okay. Um any so we talk modern for a minute yeah okay so a lot of
0: questions we've got are sort of like thoughts on modern in fact and by extension like what other decks do you think could go from tier two to competitive based on allied fetches
2: okay uh yeah i saw that question too i think uh uh donald smith on uh, on twitter uh uh posted this yeah yeah, but yeah what, what can allied fetches do to to make modern decks better um so we look at the minor decks. We, we go one by one. Like a blue-black will be will have uh will have will have fairies, but I don't think
4: a uh blue delta would do very much fairies. Um, like they don't even play Water Grave right now. Right. So like it's
2: not gonna they're not gonna worry about it. I think the deck that will most benefit from uh the ally fetches
4: would be a green-red deck because there's not really a green-red deck right now. Sure. We really have a problem of uh making Flint Hoof
2: Boar good. Of getting like the connection between uh having green mana and having a mountain play. Good old Flint Hoof bore Yeah. And uh, I think uh I think modern should have a little bit more Gr- Grim Wildmaster play too. And in the fetches of, of green and red should uh, like uh, kinda complement Grim Wallmaster as well. With other kind of combinations. Um white blue, I think there uh, yeah, I think white blue and and both blue black, there could be uh actual control decks and I think uh two seasons ago, not two seasons, but like two years ago, really, um there was a, a blue white um control deck that had like kitchen finks, you know stack National made, critical yeah. man, can leaks, all
4: spare and stuff, but uh even the addition of this Flutters because it could just uh Make their mechanics a little pushier, like a viability a little bit over the edge. Make it a little bit more playable. Okay. Now, do you feel
0: like it? So it's the two color decks you think that are in those two colors that are really going to get the boost?
2: Oh, you move. Uh, uh, oh, the obvious thing that uh, well, the most impactful thing the fetch lines do is adding Whistle Heath or uh, Pod. Yeah. That's what I guess is what you're getting to, having them uh, able to cut um misty rainforest from the deck, and just being able to play whistle piece, yeah,
0: yeah, and having it get godless shrine is a pretty big big piece of that puzzle.
4: All right, yeah, yeah, I agree with that too.
0: Yeah, um, blue White, red is looking at uh, some number of flooded strands. It may end up being like, uh, because as it stands right now, the deck plays, what for play deck plays eight fetches. So it'll probably see the deck go to like a three three two split. Uh what the identity of those splits will look like is still we're still kinda of up in the air on I think. But uh like a land that can get island and basic planes is super relevant.
4: Yeah I agree. I, I think you want the majority of your fetches to be able to fetch a uh, basic island. Yeah. So so that's something that uh that you can see pretty shortly too. Um. Yeah, so <laughs> it's a pretty
0: good one. How did you dodge Ratchet Bomb for an entire year?
2: <laughs> yeah, I just got kind of lucky. Good um, on Chris Casby. I know Cedric and uh, Patrick Sullivan did uh, a uh said talks, and they were like, "How do you beat? i Lie? I'm just uh, post in the comments. Yeah, it's or it's, uh, play Ratchet Bomb, but uh, Ratchet Bomb is is really great against a whole bunch of one drops and at the time, Boss Fly was just the only deck that had a bunch of one-drops in it.
0: Yeah.
2: And now, like, a deck like Ralph Red has a more diversified casting cost among its
4: threats, so... It's not as good, and, I don't know. I guess I was, people just didn't think about it. During a time period where uh, I
2: was playing uh, Boss Fly. I guess I was really the only threat. Like, I was the guy playing it and, like, winning with it.
0: Yeah, no one else was really playing it.
2: So it's just not really worthy of uh cyborgs when you have to worry about things like mono black devotion and blue white and mono blue and all this and where we're at your bottom that really hit it. It only yeah. hits that one deck and it's not really part of the meta game.
0: Yeah. Um uh, there's a few people that have asked against uh asked about Infect and Legacy. Um but like before we get there, Infect and Modern, your thoughts on the deck? Is it good? What's it missing?
2: Okay. Um well, w- last uh last weekend we saw Aaron Barrett win in modern with infect. Uh, he won with a a blue green version, which uh I've been advocating, and okay. which uh Phil Napoli w- w- Top A did at uh the the Boston. last yeah the last uh modern Grand Prix. Yep. And um, it's still good. Um, I don't think uh Konza Turkey really adds anything to it. I was playing a Birds of Paradise. He he side cut it. it was just it's just fine. It's just an okay card. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm really happy to see the the move away from artifact creatures into like a Virgin
4: Corruptor more consistent. This good card kind of kind of a uh, kind of build. But uh, the most
2: disappointing thing I saw from my Atlanta was a. Uh, no, it's not really disappointing, but it's kind of like a it's kind of <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of funny thing to me. Uh-huh. But uh, Aaron Birch won with a a modern infect deck, which is a lot like uh, what what I've been advocating. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Close enough to feel like it's my own deck. Uh
0: huh. And then uh, and then in in the top eight of of the Legacy event.
2: Uh, you... No, no, it's standard. Oh, uh, it's... Rab, rabble Red won, right? Or yeah. Rabble Burn won, which would have been a. Uh, uh, I've, I've been I've been like a, a big deck builder on, on Ravel Red, and Ravel Burn is a little bit different, but it would have been a deck that I would have worked on if I was uh, uh, working on Standard more. Like, sure. Brad a list of Ravel Burn, I was like, yeah, do that. This is way better than the old Ravel Red list. I've been trying to work on a, a fitting in Young Pyromancer and Shadows Phoenix in the deck, and I was like, this is what I would play if I could play. It. But, you know, Mini Cup and stuff, I'm like, I'm not really going to do Standard right now. The deck that won is a deck that would've, I would have played. Okay. So I'm like, all right. Aaron Barrett won with the modern deck I would have played. Uh, old dude won with the standard deck I would have played.
4: <laughs> old dude,
2: yeah. <laughs> then we get in the, the Legacy. And Brad Nelson. Got second. With <laughs> the Legacy deck I would have played. <laughs> in fact, and, and Todd came third. It didn't. So I, I came really close to winning, or to all three tournaments being.
4: But I would have felt like my decks. So how does that feel? Like you have people, you have people
0: worldwide playing your decks, and like very clearly attributing them to you, right? And I mean, you were single-handedly responsible for the cost being driven up on Rabble Master. Like you bought. How many online before the pro tour?
3: Uh I bought a few,
2: but
0: a, f- a few hundred, right?
2: Yeah, I bought them. <laughs> I sold them for like a ticket more profit each, and
4: uh-huh.
2: I could probably got yeah. I scared and sold out. <laughs> but uh, I'm I'm glad to see Legacy in fact doing doing well outside of my own hands. It's <laughs> giving a it's getting more uh reputation, I guess.
0: So what about it do you feel positions it well in the legacy metagame?
2: Oh it's not well positioned, it's just the best deck. It just does everything in every I every deck.
0: <laughs> oh oh I see. It's just decisively the best deck.
2: Yeah, it's just decisively the best deck. Okay
4: Okay. <laughs> okay. It it gets a bad rap. I mean people view it as a a deck that uh
2: I mean, it, a lot of a lot of newcomers will will pick up a simple concept like like, infect and just kind of roll with it. It's, it's kind of like just a, a tribal deck like elves or goblins or burn or something like that. that's been regarded as uh, the lower tier of players playing those decks because they're just easy to play or something.
4: So it. I don't know, it, you see people winning with this deck and you can easily say they just got lucky because it's uh the deck this
2: easy to win with, but in, in fact, it's pretty complex to play.
4: Yeah.
0: Well, and it's interesting too, because I had the luxury of actually sort of like sitting over your shoulder while we're watching, you know, the Brad and Tom mirror while we're getting ready to go out for dinner. So I'm like pulling this up and we're watching the Brad versus Todd semifinal match, infect versus infect. And I'm sitting here watching it beside Tom Ross. And I'm just like, it don't get much deeper than this, you know, and and so what was interesting to me is like I'm watching a lot of the gameplays and a lot of these things that seem you know like you're three turns ahead already, you know, and and I'm I'm sitting here going oh, okay, so does he go for it here? He's like, no, not close, you know. <laughs> or other times he's like, all right, so he's like, no, you just go for it. I'm like, what? Uh oh uh, oh oh okay. And and it was it's educational. It, it very clearly indicated that there is a lot more going on than than you think. It's not just
4: you know slam your guys and just go. Not all the time, anyway. Yeah, it's a pretty it's a combo deck that can function as a deck
2: that can grind people out. Uh, the the loss of a uh, when Brad Nelson lost to or Yum, it was yeah I, I took it a lot to home. It, it felt I haven't felt that way since uh. Luis Scott Vargas lost in the semifinals
4: against uh was it Simon Gorson in a Pro Tour of San Diego where L S V
2: was playing uh, my Boss Naya deck and I ended up losing a junt. But I had a lot of uh, like personal feel in that in the deck. I felt like I was playing it and uh, that's like a loss to heart. So you were there. Yeah, I was kind of uh, kind of beat up whenever whenever Brad ended up losing to uh,
4: Chihoy,
0: you were very you were very excited leading in, and then not so
4: much thereafter. No, I don't know. I, I kind of t- take my decks kind of emotionally, and uh, whoever who's playing it, we're
2: emotionally invested in. Hmm. But it's, it's still a, a a great finish, and uh, I think Brad will end up. Um, like I called Brad up uh, a few weeks ago. I was like, man, you're gonna need to make your way into this players' championship for Star City Games. He was like, man, there's no way I can do that. And then uh after he got the second place finish, she's like, Yeah, I'm gonna Well, right now he's uh fifteenth on no, he's like seventeenth on leaderboard or you need to move up like four more
4: places to get into our players' championship.
1: Yeah, because a lot of the guys who are high on that list are already invited, right? Yeah, right. Um uh,
2: A lot of guys have already already have invites. Like um,
0: uh, well, you're looking at like you, Chris,
4: uh, Joe, and BBD, and right. that's who's on the list. Yeah, who's already invited?
2: Is, yeah, me, Chris, Joe, BBD. Uh, Reed Duke is not on the top uh list. Yeah. He's just he's uh, he's invited. Um, yeah, and
0: Derek Chris, Sheets too, right?
2: Derek Sheets is, is down there too. Uh, Chris yeah. Van Meter is up there and invited. I think that's it. Um, so. It's uh, 14, I saw it like 1 through 14. There's two people not on the top list that are invited, like that's their sheets and
4: uh, Reduke. The rest of us are up there and So, they need to move up a couple a couple spots, generally hard.
2: Um, they're like 17th, 18th, and so they need to move up to like 13th, 14th. But that was not the issue before uh, they picked up Legacy deck. Yeah. Up in fact and played in Atlanta. yeah.
0: Well, like Brad, Brad's gained, he gained seven points with that one. Todd gained four. Like Chihue gained 17. It was a lot. But, uh, but yeah, I, I mean, you know, you're looking at a lot of the at large bids and they're still wide open. There's still a lot to go. So, yeah, people, uh, people can really, people can really haul ass it's interesting it 's nice to watch it creates a really good narrative and like with people playing way more games uh on the s u g circuit than they are playing on other ones, then it uh like the pro tour for example, you get a lot more movement, which is nice because there's there's like three opportunities in the weekend to to earn points right you 've got the i q s on sunday you 've got the legacy open on Sunday, and then you 've got the standard open on saturday so there's there's lots of opportunity to to really get moving on that um so what is what is life like as a Star City Games columnist anyway?
4: Um uh, I write once a week. And so it, it takes like a full day for me to actually
2: process all the thoughts from like uh, uh my well my article comes out on Thursday and it takes me like uh at least entire day to process all thoughts from um the previous weekends of events. And um I always look at uh what people write uh on like child fireball or you know T C
4: player and kind of uh process their information too. So it really writing in in like that many
2: words, it's only like two thousand words per article, but it, it really takes like a lot of
4: uh information processing to to like you know, articulate a good good article. Yeah, I don't know.
2: I'm probably gonna do it twice a week. I'm happy to be able to do it once a week.
0: <laughs> Only Jerry is uh is Jerry enough to pull it twice to pull it multiple times in a week, I think.
4: Yeah, he's he's very experienced. He's uh, probably the best Arc there is right now.
0: I mean he's he's definitely up there, that's for sure. Everybody everybody loves
4: him a Jerry article. Yeah. So when did you, so you, you've been playing Magic for a really fucking long time. Right. So
0: you started back when?
4: Um, Ice Age, which is
2: nearly two decades ago.
0: Nice. And you haven't? You didn't quit? You
4: played straight through? I I quit through fifth dawn through um uh, uh you know the ninja format. What's it called? Uh, Kamigawa. Kamigawa
3: block. Yeah. Yeah,
2: Kamigawa. So that was uh about about a year about a an even year. I wasn't playing, but I was keeping up with the game for about two years.
4: Okay. It was like the end of Instrad through the beginning of the next block, or beginning of the block after the next block. Okay,
0: and and so and you've played so you played a pile. Um, is that sort of like what you would attribute to your skill? Like, are you, is this just something that you just have a natural affinity for, or do you think that it's, like, cumulative experience?
2: Uh, that i played a pile?
0: Well, you've played a lot. Like, a pile. You've uh, played a bunch. Okay. You've played for a really fucking long time. You've played a, a, a metric shit-ton of Magic.
4: Yeah.
2: I mean, especially limited formats, it's easier knowing, like, just the value of a card and, like, value removal and stuff. Lim- limited really doesn't change very much from year to year. It really hadn't changed much in the last ten years.
4: So if you have like oh you not know, to overuse the word, but like an affinity for for limited, then you could you
2: could it's like riding a bike, yeah. You know? If you can ride a bike then you can ride a bike ten years
4: from now. So it's it's been easy to like keep up with it. Huh. Well that's actually real promising. So, you know, if you once you get it, you don't necessarily have to you know use it or lose it, so
2: that's
0: that's good
4: but it's not the case for a constructor though you can that that's
2: that's uh you have to focus on that pretty hard, like the formats change and it's like there for a long time, and it's gone forever okay. so you, you've seen people like like the call blade era. you've seen people like learn it really really fast and Roll with it and be very successful with it, and then like you yeah, haven't heard from them Yeah, uh, that can be the way with formats. Like people can just get formats and learn it,
4: and then once it's gone, then, then it's just gone. Mm. So it's oh goodness, I had it, and then I switched pages and I lost it, which is real oh. frustrating. Uh, yeah,
0: I remember what era I was going. I was going to ask you specifically uh, about. Scumbag stories is what I was going to ask you. Ooh. And I, I warned you that these were coming. So... Um, long
1: history. There's bound to be a scumbag story. there. That's own.
0: right. Since you've played so much Magic, there's bound to be a moment where you were... You scumbagged somebody else, whether it's on purpose or by accident, or whether you yourself were the result of attempted scumbaggery.
2: And you're asking me? I'm asking you. Uh, I'll tell you a story at the, the Invitational before the last one. Okay where I think I could have scumbagged a guy,
4: but I didn't. I was playing against Tom Strong. Uh, a reasonable su- successful guy. I uh I
2: have a, a way of losing the first match of every of every day. Which I lost the first round of the first day. And this is the second round or the first round of the second day. And I'm playing boss slide against Blue White Control. And we get down to the second it's the second game, and it's kind of close. Uh, I'm losing. I'm mulliganed a lot. I'm mulliganed five, but I'm trying to call my way back into the game.
4: And uh, he, he gets up to the point where he has uh, a jace on um, ultimate status. So uh, he ends up jacing for in ultimating and looking through my library. Oh, he has a uh, uh, he has a Fiend Slayer Paladin in play. He has a Fiend Slayer Paladin in play, and he, and he uses a Jace Ultimate. So he's looking for my library, and he stops and looks at a card. And
2: he goes to ask the judge. And really, I know what he's what he, what he thinking about, what he's looking at. He's looking if he can play a Madcap skills on his uh, Fiend Slayer Paladin. I'm like, dude, you, you're looking at this, aren't you? And he's like, yo. Anyway, Jace Ultimate ends up happening. He looks at his own library. He grabs a uh elixir immortality, which is the best card you can get.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: So he places uh he places the MACAP skills right next to the fiend Paladin and the the elixir right next to the the MACAP skills. And then he goes, tap on MACAP skills, point at uh Fiend Slayer I'm like, yep. He's like, okay. And then I, I was like let me get the, the, the wording on, on, on Jace again. So i look at the wording on Jace. And it's like, uh, all right. You can cast any number or you can cast the cards from this guy's library or near your library. Right, okay. I was looking for if you could, uh, cast it at any time during a turn or
4: right now. Oh, uh, okay. look for, I have the Skullcrack in my hand, which is very important. Cause I have to skull crack them before This elixir resolves, or elixir, his play. So,
2: play resumes, and uh, he tries to attack me immediately, without ever uh, doing anything with his elixir. Okay. Yeah. Like, he he set the matcap skills and elixir aside. He made an action, like a physical action that, that he's casting the matcap skills, but he didn't do any physical action uh, to cast uh, the elixir,
4: yeah,
2: and they're they're exiled, and it says you may cast them.
4: Yep. Yeah.
2: Okay. But I'm really worried about. Uh. Well, I have to have some window to cast this skull crack before its elixir resolves, or I can't win the game. Right. Because this, you know, this fiend slayer about to hit me. I need to do this for its elixir resolves, or you can just you can gain five, and I'm out of the game. So I'm like, uh, I read. Uh, well, his, his Jace is in Japanese, which is why I'm, I'm calling over the Judge and stuff. I'm like, hey, Judge. well I call him off to the side, I'm like, uh, well, he immediately pointed at Madcap's skills, put it on the Fiend Slayer, attacked me in a very fast motion. I'm like, all right, let me bring Judge to the side. I'm like, hey, Judge, I need a, to, uh, to resolve a skull crack at some reasonable time. It, the way I read Jace is you have to cast him right now And if this uh, elixir already resolved, then we need to back up at some point so I can skullcrash him. But really, what I could have done is like
4: say, hey, uh, this is a May. He didn't do any motion for this elixir resolve. Uh, Yeah.
2: And uh, yeah. Anyway, I would have won the game if I would have held my ground and uh, Trying to push them out of uh, you know, not ever doing like a legit motion for this this, this uh, elixir resolve. But at the point I was like, hey Judd, I don't even care about if this this or that resolved. I just want a window for me to be able to skull crack them. He was like, yeah, you can you can do that. But uh, that, that was uh, an opportunity to do I, 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 what what I thought would have been a scumbag play, but maybe it would have just been like a rules lawyer kind of thing. But I ended up not doing it. But I I kind of wish I did at some point, but I'm glad I didn't at some point, you know. Kind of kind of both ways.
0: Alright. chair. what have you got? We have the boss in
1: front of us. We got the boss. What are, like, the three biggest things that you see people who pick up, like an aggro deck, because aggro decks play very, very differently than most decks. Like, you are always seem to be playing uphill. Like, what, is, what are three things that you always commonly see people do wrong, and like, what would be, like, three pieces of advice that you'd give somebody who's getting into crazy all-out aggro decks as, like, some pointers to do better in their matchups?
2: Huh. It's kind of both. boss statement. The most... The biggest thing I think people that are playing aggro do wrong is not be able to switch gears from playing aggro to defensively, which, which usually happens whenever an aggro mirror happens. Okay. It's like, you're playing the aggro deck, and you're just used to attacking all the time. There, there comes a point where you're playing against another aggro deck where you have to be the control of the matchup. So that's that's where I see things going wrong. But I can't really, uh, you know, give uh, explicit advice uh, how 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 to how to better that situation. You just gotta, you know, recognize when you're when you have to not lose as opposed to
1: trying to win. Okay. uh What was the other question? I guess it was just things that you pick up on, like, people not doing right when they're
4: playing an aggro deck. Hmm. Uh, I think it was kind of simple. What did, what did I do wrong? Um, it's probably just sequencing. Okay. Probably, uh...
2: hiding information a little bit, like, uh... playing your land before you attack, or attacking
1: before you play land. Um, I guess you just have to really represent... That hidden information, you have to really, you know, make it seem like if they're going to do anything, they're going to be punished.
2: Yeah, a lot, a lot of playing Aggro Deck is, is scaring them out. It's like uh, you want them to believe you for whatever you're capable of doing. So making them make a little bit of a m- mistake. Uh, I, I prefer, like, Aggro Decks that are kind of explosive that can at least threaten to win. Like in the early turns. Like, I mean, I don't know, like a deck like Infector, a deck like, uh, like, uh, maybe like the red green version I played in previously, inv- invitationals that can double strike for a win. Yeah. I mean, yeah, this this not like giving away, giving away like a,
4: I don't know. It's hard to, to pinpoint. Okay. Um, how do you feel about the current draft format? Do you like M fifteen? I know it's pretty much dead deceased whatever, but how how did you like it?
1: How did I like it? Well yeah. I don't know. That's like a, a dead format to me.
4: I, I thought it was fine, it was just basic course that stuff. Okay.
0: So are you pre releasing this weekend?
4: I am. I'm I'm playing uh
2: the Friday midnight release and I'm gonna play Saturday, and I'll play uh Sealed on Sunday, and then a two way giant for my girlfriend on Sunday as well. Jesus,
0: man. Busy, busy. So are you going to... I mean, we played a lot of cons. A lot of cons. Uh, Do you know what you're... Are you going to try a bunch of different clans? Like, just try whatever they give you? Or do you have some preferences after this weekend?
2: I I think I'll start on Mardu. I I think it's uh, it's probably the easiest clan. Uh, is probably the best, but like... Oh, kind of grindy, and Temur and Jessica are just kind of a little bit too complex. Sultai is good too, but I think you need like a, a a very good mix of cards. It can be great or like do nothing.
0: Yeah, I I found that some of the best Sultai decks that I that I was able to come up with were all based on draft. Like, if you're if you're in the draft and you're in Sultai, you, you're probably doing okay. Um, you need those like there's a three drop card, a green two, where you get to like look at four cards, pick one. It's like Grizzly Salvage, right? Sorcery Speed for three. That sure. card's real good. Um, wh- I was talking about uh, the BDM piece, and I was playing against Frank lapore We were in a in a four man draft. I think you were in that draft. it Was the one where you were playing in the feature match or whatever. So Frank and I ended up playing in our match. I was in Salte. He was in whatever uh, Mardu actually and uh bdm was there like basically like walking me through a game it was just like just watching and you know offering opinions and stuff and we i was just i was just so i was so impressed with how good he was and that that was one of those moments that i alluded to earlier and we ended up like riding out the flip effect on the ice feather aven for way longer than we should have i think but we were playing around a dirty trick that we figured that Frank was was having and sure enough we had him like on the sick read and uh tilted him a little. Tilted him a little. He was, he was, was a little bit salty. salty. He was a little bit salty after that. Yeah. He's like, Why did you wait? We're like, Well we put you on it. He's like, How could you? I already played one. I'm like, Yeah, we figured you had two. You're just leaving mana up. And he was just he was so salty. Uh,
2: that's the best. whenever you stun somebody. By telling them you know exactly what they have when you, when they have no concept of you being able to figure that out, yeah. you just completely take them by surprise. It just, just catches them off guard and just leaves them stumbled. Such a good feeling.
0: You get the sick read, you pull it out of nowhere, you like clearly demonstrate that you've got it, and you just put them right off their chair. It's really good. Yeah, I agree. It's a good feeling. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm excited about cons. standard looks really good and uh looks pretty promising. Looks like it's gonna be a nice change. Um limited set was a blast to play. Both draft and sealed. Like I it just it's so crazy. Uh my five color monstrosity was hilarious. But uh yeah, it was uh just it's amazing. There's so many possibilities. So many possibilities that the, the cards bring you. Uh, Trail of Mystery, by the way, is is very good. If you're in draft and you get like you open that up, you fucking you draft the morph deck. You get your secret plans. You draft the morph deck and you demolish your opponent. That that yeah. card is really good. Yeah, you just like play a morph guy, ramp like tutor a land. It's really good. <laughs> you know, flip a morph, make it bigger than it should be, kill you. Like it's just it's so good. So good. I have a feeling that I will actually end up playing off-color morphs as two drops. I
2: don't. I don't think you have to. You don't I, think so? From from the Sil ducks I built, I usually have uh, an extra on-color morph in my sideboard. I mean, you have to really have a train wreck of a, a draft to 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 have an off-color morph. Um, I don't think you will. I don't think it's necessary. Like you, you I think you'd rather play a, a poor, a poor,
4: like borderline. Unplayable on than you would yeah. in uh then I'll call more. All
0: right, that's fair, but uh, yeah, it was it was pretty sweet. It was pretty sweet. So, so yeah, so we ended up going out afterwards Sunday night. We had beers. We cubed. It was a, it was a good end to a wonderful weekend.
2: I ended up signing some cards. I ended up signing a uh, Foundry Street Denizen for Bjorn and a Robo Master for Frankel 4.
0: Nice.
2: I think he signed a what a batter skull for, for Bjorn, Bjorn and uh, uh maybe a guys to say draft.
0: It was a guy to say draft. It was it was most certainly a guy to say draft for Frank Lepore, Yeah, yeah. So it was uh it was just oh god it was a fantastic weekend guys. It was just it was just the once in a lifetime opportunity. I can't even. I just I can't even. T pop was amazing by the way. Mariah's nice. dad is is the sickness. He's so amazing. We had way too much fun with him. Probably way more than we should have.
2: But, it's uh, the longest uh, span where I've informally met somebody to actually meeting them. Yeah, I imagine. Like, yeah, it's I like 20 have, years, right? I've met uh, T-Pup on IRC. Wow, it was like a, like a few years after Mariah was born. It was like... 14 years ago, wow. and there met the guy, but like, we were all just cool with each other. we always follow each other. Like he didn't even know that I was Tom Ross and like my screen name was Citrus D. So like he saw me winning, but didn't really associate it with like my screen name. Yeah. And he was like, Oh my God, that's actually the same guy. And I'm like, Oh my God, this guy's working with Wizards now. And I knew yeah. this guy a long time ago. So I don't know.
4: It was awesome to actually see him.
0: Yeah, yeah, he was—he was—he was the real deal. Just such an amazing human being. So, shout out to him. It was pretty awesome. So, you guys, this weekend, did you guys play any magic? Were you? Yeah, it
1: was our WMCQ weekend. Holy fuck! What happened? Uh, so I ended up judging the PTQ. Okay. And that was crushed by Mister Ben Moyer. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, so he came in and uh stopped some guys around. Uh, my buddy Nick that I always talk about, uh he ended up uh being the finalist in that. So yeah, Ben beat him pretty silly uh in the end. And uh that was a good event. Like it was it was uh, fun to uh judge that. Uh we had a a pretty good crew and uh the tournament went pretty swimmingly, so like that was really nice how that kind of all played out. Uh they had coverage going all night, so that was great. And uh, it, was, it was going really well. Like, uh, nothing too crazy, nothing too wild from the judge calls or anything like that. So it was, it was just a good standard fun time. But, you know, it was actually limited. Yeah. Uh, and I was in a weird spot because I decided that on, it must have been Thursday night or Friday night, that I was going to watch M from Japan on, like, the Happy MTG stream. Oh, God. And I saw a deck.
4: Okay.
1: I decided that I had to build this deck because it was just mind-blowingly bizarre. Oh, no. So I get distracted because I'm not feeling comfortable with any of the decks I'm testing for standard, and I picked this thing up. And I didn't have the deck list, but, you know, just watching a couple games, you kind of got an idea of what he was doing. Uh Uh-huh. So it was playing Ornithopters, (sighs) Illusionary Angels. Yep. Uh, Goblin Rabble Masters. Yep. It was playing Hour of Need. Yep. You Know that card? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Instant Sphinxes. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Springleaf Drum.
4: Uh, Generator Servants. Couple, like, Lightning Strikes. Uh, Hammer Fists. It was very aggressive,
1: and goldfishing with the deck is a lot of fun because you can do some really obscene things. Okay. Okay. Um, in that, you know, getting, like, 4-4 four, four Flyers is actually pretty simple to do. You can do it on turn two. It's really easy to do on turn three. So, that that's kind of powerful. Okay. So, I kind of, like, was... I had the deck put together, and I was trying to jam games with it uh, here and there on the Saturday. And I was having some success, and then I hit a string where it's just, like, I couldn't make the deck combo. Sad. So, I get home. It's pretty late. I got to be up, you know, first thing to come in and uh, play in the standard. So I sit there, and I look through all my options. And then it really just gets to the point, of, like, what do I actually have time to physically put together? Because my room, like, my office for Magic cards is just a nightmare. There are cards everywhere. Okay. Sure. So I go, and I start picking up stacks. And lo and behold, there is the Naya Planeswalkers. Nice. So I sat there, and I'm like, you know what? I just got to put my faith in Mr. Scotty Mac on this <laughs> list. All right. So I put it together, and I get all the land and everything, and it's all set up, and it's all ready to go, and it's like, okay, let's just register it and see what happens. So I get the round one feature match against Curly, Andrew Huska. Yep. And Huska's playing, like, the 75 cards from uh, the Blumfather, so it's a black-green mid-range thing. Uh
4: Uh-huh.
1: And I have, like, this hand where it's like, Literally just Planeswalker, 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 and like lands, and uh, I think I had to carry it in. Sure. So I'm just like, okay, so let's just play dudes, put lands out, and then it was just five turns of casting Planeswalker. So I was like, I cast Planeswalker, get a little bit of value, he does something to kill the Planeswalker. I cast another Planeswalker, get a little bit of value, he kills the Planeswalker. I cast Planeswalker, get a little bit of value, he kills the Planeswalker. And he just couldn't keep up. Like, it was just haymaker after haymaker what it does good yeah. so uh yeah, game one like I just utterly smash him and he's just sitting there just like i, I can't believe this like I can't believe that Scotty max fucking me from a hair so yes sir yeah oh yeah he 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 was respecting he so game two like we do our sideboarding and everything like that game two game two's not even close like he has like this one option like right at the beginning of the game where he thought seizes me he sees a he sees python the needle he sees a courser he sees uh, Johnny, he sees. Just some, like, r- like, it was just random stuff, and sure. he ends up going after the Ajani. Uh, if he'd gone for the Corsair, I probably couldn't win the game. Really? Uh, because the Corsair, like, essentially drew me three cards, which got me to an Elspet to kill a couple desecration demons. Boom. But it was pretty funny, like, after the fact, where it's like I didn't jam pie the Needle on turn one, and it ended up benefiting me because, like, I shut down Anissa, and then I drew another one and shut down Swamp for. Uh, connections. Underworld Connections. So and, sad. like, after it was all done, like, I go into the room, and, like, they're looking at me, and, like, why did you bring in Pythe Needle in this matchup? It's, like, because I'm stone dead to Packrat. Yeah. Like, I can't beat that card. Correct. And they're, like, well, like, how would you normally... Know? It's, like, well, like, it, honestly, if you looked at, like, Scotty Mack, um, I watched him play the deck. If Scotty Mack was playing the deck in that matchup, he would have, like, jammed that thing out turn one, so it couldn't get Thought seized off the top, tap land. Like, yeah. it just would have been out there naming Packrat. And I just didn't feel like he had it so that, that's the only reason i didn't play it there like that but it, it ended up being very very valuable um and yeah it was it was a good start to it uh i played against like a burn deck and i beat the burn deck like i just i i erased the burn deck with the planeswalkers because yep. a johnny makes things very very big
0: yeah. steadfast is real
1: good with lifelink by the way oh yeah yeah game two that's exactly <laughs> what happened where yeah. it was just like lifelink the guy to pieces yeah um yeah, game, game one, like, in order to close it out, because we were, like, really, really tight, I ended up doing, like, the plus one to make a, a, a Seder token a 4-4 and make my fleece main lion a 4-4. Nice.
0: Okay. And then
1: the next turn, it's like, okay, I need to close this game out, because, like, who knows what he's got in his hand for a burn. And it was just a matter of, like, okay, let's actually tutor with the Johnny. Let's, like, let's look. And I'm like, okay, I've gotten just enough mana that if I look and I hit Nisa, I can cast Nisa, make a 4-4, and he can't win. Sure. So I did that and exactly hit. So, Sweet. you know, just the obvious. Yep. So that worked out really, really well. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm on a high. I'm 2 0. It's the best I've been doing in construction in a very while, long while. Like, I should have played the limited tournament because I, I usually have like decent limited success, but standards just been terrible for me. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. up 2 0. I'm feeling really, really good. And then uh, I decide to, you know, get paired up against uh, Francis. No, oh, God. So, you know, yeah. it's just like, let's just hit all the ringers. Uh, and as Francis, he's playing the exact same 75 as Curly. Uh-huh. And I just don't have the right cards. Sure. I can't get the right cards. So he just. We play a very long game one where he just is able to out card me because that's what his deck's designed to do. Yep. Um, I only really get any sort of advantage out of Planeswalkers where I can kind of like make my own two for ones.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, or. Having like the Ajani and being able to like plus the Ajani to search for cards and stuff like that. But for the most part, if we're both hellbent, he's winning, and that's exactly what happened. Yeesh.
4: Yeah. So it was a little
1: dis- derail, but at the same time, it's like you know that's 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 a player I'm allowed to lose to. Like you know you don't want to lose to anybody, but that's a player I'm allowed to lose to. Um, sure. He's very good. He's very very good. Like yeah. he's he top eights everything. Yep. In our in our you know neck of the woods. Yep. Uh next match, I end up playing against uh a girl from Calgary, whose name is escaping me, but she was playing John rabble monsters, and those were very very tight games uh Stormbred Dragon was a very difficult card for the deck to deal with I found yeah, yeah, true uh, but managed to just like count game three uh that worked out really well, and then from there, it was just i I ended up playing against rabble Red and rabble red Steamboy. like i i I didn't even get to show up. Like, I don't even feel like I played cards in that event. Like in that it's, a <laughs> it's a good deck. It's a good deck. Like, just, like, he sat there and he was attacking me, like, on turn three for just an outrageous amount of damage. Like, I I, I had no... playing three colors, and it's like, I don't want to shock myself and I have temples and everything like that, so it's like, I cast a Sylvan Carriotid, and he's like, okay, well, I'll just attack into you for eleven. It's yeah. like, oh, okay. Well, at least I got a block in there, but yeah, I just couldn't do anything. It was it was like that whole point where it's like you're looking at your hand, and you realize, you know, there's no combination of cards that's gonna get me out of this mess. And like I think that's the power of those decks is that sometimes they just get draws you can't you can't lose with. So Yeah. 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 So at that point there I was X2. I knew I was out. Um so I, I played a little bit more, just kind of meaningless stuff. And you know, I ended up finishing, like, just, of course, you're outside at X2. Yep. So, that was rough. Um, I ended up having to leave. Uh, We were having a little bit of a tough time with the little one that weekend. So, I, I did uh, get home and watch from at home and saw, you know, both Marcel and Hain were in the top eight. So, I felt really good that, you know, one of the two of them is going to take the thing down. Yep. Um, Obviously, Hain and Marcel run into each other in the semifinals and Hain, you know, edges it out yeah and then the finals was a really, really fun like match of magic to watch if you get a chance to like find the 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 vods, yep, I definitely watched the finals um it was blue white control, Hayne was playing the black green deck, and it was just a very very like the game three was a very good example of just superior play, like wow. both of them played very, very strong magic that day, but Hayne like, set it up. Like, you could watch it. You It was it was scripted, how wow. he was going to dismantle his opponent. And it was, like, over a, a series of turns, and everything that Hane did, like, you could just understand what his goals were, just by the way he was playing it, with like, his sequencing, and it just... Everything that he did undid his opponent. Wow. Yeah, he, he set up, like, this three-turn gambit that left him with uh, Anissa. And that's enough. So a very, very good game to watch. Like some of the best magic that I've watched uh, in a bit, which is just watching Han do that there. So, you know, I felt disappointed because I really wanted to have some success in that tournament. Um, I didn't really get there, but it's good to see that Canada is going to have sweet fucking team, ridiculous team going into that tournament.
0: Yeah. We were talking about that too. BDM was talking about that and we were just like, wow, like Canada's really got a team this year for world cup. Like really. Yeah. You know, Goldfarb is a fine enough player. Like he'll you know, he'll he'll take direction well from the guys too, so that's fine. Yeah. And you know, like otherwise you've got Hain and McLaren. Like yeah. really <laughs> Seems pretty good. So Big Z made the team for his his respective nationality.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. So that's pretty exciting. And yeah, I saw Neil
1: Oliver making his team. And so Neil Oliver, yeah. Rest, uh, U.S. team, so that's, that's good for them.
0: Yeah, and that was a good one, too. Like, BD, uh, BBD was in the top eight for that one. Oh, yeah. But uh, couldn't pull it down. But it yeah. was, yeah, it looked real good.
2: I really like uh, Sweden's team uh, of Joel Lawson and Ole Rade. Oh, jeez. Yeah. yeah
0: I saw that on Twitter. Rade's back. I'm like, oh, my God.
2: Uh, that's my hero. He, uh,
4: really with the first steps toward making the Legacy Infect deck. Oh, really? Yeah, I've I always give him a, a lot of credit. But...
2: My, my first, my first question was like, why aren't you running a Sylvan, uh, and, uh in this deck? And I was like, if this guy's not running this this card in this deck, then this could should be running the deck. Yeah. Since that's his uh, that's this card.
0: The card I associate most closely with Ollirade is Giant Trapdoor Spider. And Stormbind, <laughs> but that's how old I am.
2: <laughs> yeah. I was, uh, I was there.
0: I know you were. I know you were. Yeah, I remember.
2: Uh, <clears throat> I remember the baby Huey days. I remember. Uh, so, are yeah. you
0: are you looking to get back on the tour? Is that next for you? Now that you're like crushing all these invitationals,
2: I'm. Uh, I'm playing Grand Prix. I'm not going to change my pace or anything. Uh, I've been playing on a PTQ and just like not making it. So, you know, just uh, losing out in our semifinals or finals or whatever. But uh, I'm going to play in Grand Prix Orlando coming up here, October 3rd through 5th. This is uh cons is here Limited. Sweet. Which, uh, uh, I'm actually, as, as, as well, we're ahead. Done, yeah, as, as well as well as I've done in uh, uh, construction play lately, I'm actually a pretty decent limited player too. All all three of my grand prix that I've top have been have been limited. I think I'll I think I'll do fine this time around. And If not, then I'll,
4: I've already booked for a Grand Prix New Jersey, which is another Star city Games uh, run event, which nice. uh, and that one's Legacy. And, yeah, uh, I, I think, think I'm a lot of, of guys getting ready for that.
2: Yeah, I I like where I'm at in lakes here right now, and I feel like my chances are pretty good for getting on the Pro Tour at that event.
0: Oh, I would think so.
4: Yeah, I would think that a Legacy Grand Prix is right up your alley. Yeah. So, that's awesome. Jay, did you play any Magic this week? I don't wow. think so. Um, as far as I know, no. I just studied. Had to do schoolwork. <laughs> yeah. You uh it
0: was a good show last week.
4: Yeah, and I I mean like I tried to get some
3: uh I tried to get some like cube going a bunch of times, but everybody was at a, that fucking WMCQ. Mm. Literally everybody was there but me. So. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that nobody got me a geist. So that's also great. Dude. The worst. The worst. The super worst.
1: I wasn't uh, able to get any guys. Everyone was like sandbagging them.
3: Wow. So. I have like six of them. Yes, nice for you. <laughs> hmm.
4: Maybe I'll send you one. Um
0: So are you guys pre are you guys pre-releasing this weekend? Like Tom, obviously you are. Jay, are you or Jerry? Are you guys pre-releasing this weekend?
3: No, I gotta work this weekend. Yeah, I don't think so. Booze. I'm not excited for this set. And uh i'm really not impressed with the whole that stupid box thing so i really don't want to participate in that
0: it's really too bad it's uh having played like a lot of it it it, i feel like it's a lot of fun there's a lot of different decks that are still going to be discovered like the archetypes pretty deep the archetypes are pretty deep i think so it's uh i'm really excited it's going to be really neat but i mean like we've seen a pile of it too
1: so yeah, I'm upset that I don't get a chance to play, but our uh, our local store does usually a sealed uh, when the set gets released for Friday Night Magic instead of just drafting. Oh, nice. So I'm hoping to be able to play that. Um, I just I know my upcoming weekend is going to be pretty crazy because I, I didn't get that chance to go and do my L2 test yet. Mm. So I'm really trying to get that uh, all organized. Good. If that's the case, Jay, I'd love to come by and bring you beer or something like that to say howdy. Yeah, beer sure. next to the woods.
4: Yeah, of course. That would be cool. We could do yeah. maybe. Yeah, that would be super sick. Yeah. Well, it looks like I will
0: also not be pre-releasing. My wife is going away for her ALS run this weekend. Oh, sweet. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so uh, so she won't be here. So I, instead, I'm going to spend the time with my wonderful, beautiful daughter, and we are going to Ribfest.
3: Oh. Rib fest,
0: Yeah, and there is a U2 and a Blue Rodeo cover band Fucking there. awesome. That's so good. It's so good. It's like, I love Blue Rodeo. Me love too. Them.
3: I got to see them uh, for New Year's Eve, uh, like, I think when I was in grade 12, mm, jelly. and it was wicked.
0: Yeah. Yeah, big fan. It's like them and Neil Diamond really bring me back to like my childhood, you know. Like they both they both remind me of my dad, so, so that's kind of cool. Not like he's dead or anything, but you know, it's ah! like they remind me of my dad. So, yeah, it's uh, so that's gonna be cool. I've never done a rib fest before, um, so that's gonna be exciting. I like ribs. I like ribs. Uh, I like ribs. Ribs. Yeah. ribs. But, uh so I, I think that the next time I will get a chance to play with cons of Tarkir will be the online pre-release, which I'm actually going to do in stream.
1: Oh, okay. Well, yeah, if it's for the stream, then that's fair.
0: Well, I'm going to do it on the weekend. Like, I think that's going to end up happening. I think it'll probably be the Friday night. If not the Friday night, then the Saturday night. Cause I know the wife's going out for, something else it's her birthday weekend but she's got a bachelorette party to go to so i imagine it's going to be she's going to go stay downtown and have a shit show so the little one's going to go to bed and it's going to be fucking stream so that's pretty exciting um i have cubes up right now right yes so that means wednesday night i'm cubing with uh cedric phillips bringing him back to the stream stage sweet so I'm gonna actually put that one up on uh, Twitch.tv/slash/MrScottyMac. Yeah. So that one's gonna be fun as hell. And uh, and yeah, I don't know. I think you know what? I think Monday I'm gonna stream that uh, new Bant Modern deck that uh, Jerry put up in his article series this week.
1: I didn't see that.
0: It's uh, it's a Geist of Saint Craft Bant uh-huh. Midrange deck. Okay. But, uh, you know, I'm really in between formats. Modern's always good. And, uh, you know, I like Me, Noble, Hierarchs, and Geist of St. Traffs. I've been on record knowing, you know, playing those two cards in the same deck. So it should be fun. I'm excited. We will rock that for a while. And when I'm uh, at some point in time, I am going to play Legacy on stream. And we'll start with Infect, and Tom will come and join me.
1: Oh, sweet. Good on you Tom all right, I got you back. don't worry about it
0: always
4: <laughs> got you covered
2: dog.
0: always, Tom, you're streaming yourself too now aren't you
2: uh yeah i've been I've been mainly streaming uh Legacy infect, which is uh ten o'clock my time, which is central uh I've, I've been doing that the past like uh about a month or so ago, but uh not lately, not
4: since the community cup um
2: yeah but probably I'll be doing it again.
4: Um, I think I'll be streaming cons of Tarkier limited
2: more than anything else. And then like in the near future. Yeah. Nice. But, uh, yeah. watch out for that, I guess. Uh, you What's know, tv slash, uh, boss MTG. Nice. boss MTG is, uh, my, I've kind of tried, tried to streamline that for my social media. So yeah, twitch.tv slash boss MTG, and you know, my Twitter handle is boss underscore MPG
0: excellent yeah you guys should check that out are there days typically that you stream or is it like every you know every other day like are you typically one or two days a week
2: is it whenever it strikes you it's typically not weekends. um i'm usually somewhere playing something you know on yeah. weekends like friday nights i might be playing fire magic but if not then i'm traveling that friday it's somewhere like an sg open or Prix or something sure and Yeah, you know, the same thing for that Saturday and that Sunday. But uh, I don't know. This is like weekdays. I don't have a set schedule. I, I would like to make a set schedule in the future whenever I make streaming like a a more like important thing in my life. I'm I'm kind of just doing it right now. It's just like a fun hobby kind of thing. But um, I'm looking into it to do more of like a serious thing. Yeah, and which I would have a more set schedule for people to follow.
0: Nice. Well, let us know when that happens, and uh, we will of course help to tweet and promote the sheet out of it. It will be fantastic. I appreciate it. Awesome. Alright, um, well, we've been running, we've run late, not quite as late as you guys ran last week, holy god.
4: Yeah,
1: we talked a lot. It was pretty ridiculous.
4: It was good times, though.
1: Oh yeah, no, absolutely. I wish I just wasn't plague infected right now.
4: Yeah. Ugh, it's terrible.
1: <laughs> well,
0: um, if there's anything else that uh, you guys want to ask Tom or hit him up, obviously, you know, he's he's giving you the Twitter handle. It's at boss underscore MTG. You can catch him on his Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash boss MTG. Anyone else that you want to shout out? Anything else uh, Anything else you want to add, Tom? I
4: don't know. I'm pretty good for right
3: now. All right. Jay? Uh, oh, I'm uh, I'm tomorrow. I'm gonna start a new anti league at, at my university.
4: There's oh, wicked! Guys,
3: there's a couple guys that are in already, so hopefully it'll garner a little bit more interest. But I think it'll just be fun, either way. Who cares, right?
0: Nice. Uh, do you know what three packs you're gonna pick?
3: Uh, nope, I don't.
0: You guys just gonna like random it up?
3: Yep, we're just gonna pop over to Phoenix maybe and just grab some some shiz. And, nice. Uh yeah, just do it up.
0: Nice. Angelique's so, always a lot of fun. There yeah. are uh, there are in fact actually a million and one ways to draw dick.
3: Yeah. As it yep. turns out.
0: As it turns out. That you can find phallic artwork in everything.
3: And well and like even when you're <sighs> not looking for it, there's phalluses in all the art. <laughs> and sometimes it's a phallus, and sometimes it's they it was a phallus, and they obviously uh erased it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because it's like if you draw this line, it's a phallus, yeah, but it's, it's a void. Yeah, a huge donger. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. like just look where the dick isn't.
0: That's right. That's right. Yeah, you gotta read around the dick. So, so. that's awesome. Well, I look yeah, forward to seeing it's how I think that it's goes. sweet. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I didn't know you had magic players at school. That's crazy. I
3: didn't either. They just they saw my hoodie and then they were like, "Oh, what's that?" And then I was like, "I do a show," and then they're like, "Oh, what's your show?" And then I was like, "I have magic." And then they were like, oh, cool, and then they were like, oh, I used to have a blue-black deck, and then I was like, oh, okay. Cool. And then they want to play some some Magic now. One, Every... guy was like, one guy was like, I used to be into Magic, but then I didn't really like it anymore. I was just kind of like a passing fondly. And then, uh, so now, but he's like, God, he like, was talking, we were just having nothing to do, and me and him were like, I don't want to say the smartest guy sure, in the class, but, but we are. Yeah. And, uh, and so we have, like, nothing to do for hours at a time all day sometimes. Yep. So he's like, oh, man, I should bring some pre-cons. Or we can just fuck around with those. And I was like, yeah, you should do that. And then I was like, oh, man, you should read this this article I wrote about Anti-League on com, this pro website. And then they went and read it, and they were like, oh, man, dicks. I'm in. <laughs> yeah. So.
4: Nice. Yeah. Alright, well, that's awesome. I can't wait to hear about that.
0: Because the last time we told an Anti-League story, and you beat Peter, and he gave you the story on
3: the cards, that Uh, was awesome. Uh, And
0: Alexane. And Alexane, that's right.
3: Yeah. I'm undefeated in in Anti-League against Alexane. That's impressive. I think that's the only Magic I've ever played against him, so actually I'm just undefeated (laughs) against Alexane. Run with it, buddy. Oh, I'm hanging on to that forever. Uh.
2: I'm um, Owen, like something like six, six or seven. Owen Tom's six or seven against Alex saying. Yeah, cannot beat the guy. And Magic Plate or or Werewolf or like you know. Or just you know flip,
3: flip this coin for eight hundred dollars.
2: Yeah, do not just basic flip coins. basic life decisions.
1: Anything.
3: Yeah. yeah, he's such a degenerate. That guy. Yeah. It's so funny.
1: Yeah. Yeah. If he ever wants to bet with you, you have to figure out why he's got the angle on you.
4: Yeah, yeah. Cause, and it's but, probably too late. He does. Yeah, yeah, he, he does.
1: does. He one hundred percent does.
4: Yeah. All right, Jer. Yeah. Anything else? No. Like I, I've got. It's nice
1: because I don't really have any tournaments coming up, so my focus is, you know, try and get this uh, collection all sorted out. Try and get my L two locked down, and then uh, I got a... I've got my talk for uh, Yellowknife for the yeah. W- coming up. When does that go? Uh, that's like a month, like literally, I think a month from today. Tick tock. So, uh, yeah, I've got an hour long session.
4: Wow.
1: And I, yeah, so I've been, I've been working on a little project and I'm hoping to have it all finalized for that. Um, but yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. I'm really excited to head up there and see what's going on.
4: So yeah. Sweet. Sweet. All right. Uh, KYT, do you have anything to add? I mean, he's been here all along anyway. Yep. That's about as much yeah. as I expected. Yeah. That's,
1: that's your standard KYT.
0: Standard thing. KYT. All
1: right. Do you think he'll even laugh? Like, do you think we can get a KYT laugh? I don't
4: know. <laughs> oh, <laughs>
1: man, <we laughs> The did. soundboard works after
4: all. Woo. Sweet. All right. Well, I guess that just about wraps it up.
0: Thank you everybody for joining us for episode one hundred and ninety six of the eighteen podcast. Tom the boss Ross in Thank the house.
2: A pleasure to be here, man. Glad glad to meet all y'all.
0: We will have you back anytime. So uh you know, anytime you, you uh are feeling like you want to uh shoot the shit, you are always welcome.
4: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Awesome. Alright guys, have yourselves a wonderful week. We will see you all next week. Don't forget to tune in and catch us all as we stream our magical adventures for your benefit and our embarrassment. And we will see you all next week.
4: I love have a good you night. All. Good night. Alright. 196? 196.
0: 196. We have 5 minutes and 45 seconds of pre show recording. Kyle will be fine. Alright. Hey everyone, to- welcome. Oh, <laughs> you did that on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> the stick derail. <laughs> it was real good too. <laughs> it
1: was real good.
0: Okay. You have any
4: questions before we start, Tom?